gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe. Here in this great hall of justice are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. I am Supergirl. I am the Flash. My name is Oliver Queen. I had to become the Green Arrow. Dedicated to truth, justice, and peace for all mankind. Hey everybody, welcome to the DCTV Podcast, episode 89. That was a good year. I loved it. Oh yeah, it was. I graduated and I had a kid that same year. Go me. Wow, that was quite a busy year. (laughs) At the same time. (laughs) That was the year of the Michael Keaton Batman. Oh, she was not a white guy. That was the year year of the big earthquake in San Francisco when I was living out there. Oh. Yeah, a long time ago. But uh, we have, oh my God, we have so much DC TV to talk about this week. All the shows are back. We're in full effect. We've got six episodes to talk about. Gotham, Lucifer, Supergirl, Flash, Legends, and Arrow. And on top of all that, delicious cake. We have the, another flavor of icing on top. we got the uh, Justice League Dark uh, animated uh, feature this week. Yeah. Uh, Pretty pretty interesting. We'll we'll get a little more a little more uh, in depth on that. But first of all, I'd like to introduce my my co-host, the uh, the woman that sold Zatanna those uh, those fishnets that never ever rip. The triumphant return of the symbiote um, symbiote herself, Miss Jerry Atkinson. That's right. The, that the estrogen and throat punching levels are back intact on the show. We're back yes. where we should be. <laughs> Engage. <laughs> the man who uh, snapped a uh, an old broomstick in half and told Rip Hunter it was the spear of destiny, Mr. Rich the Chub Toad Sheldon. <laughs> I got the black lung. The black lung. <laughs> oh, I bet. You should have it. <laughs> For reasons we don't say. Oh, that, no, that's the green lung. That's not the brown. Did, oh, is that did, what it is? The green did lung. Not, did none of the yeah, three of you get that reference? Yes. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I'm sure someone sure. did somewhere. Sure. And the uh, the social media manager for Kid Flash, <laughs> Mr. Daryl Taylor. Hashtag wanker. <laughs> what a wanker. Well, um, as as he's alluding to, let's start off with uh, with Justice League Dark, a uh, new animated feature from WB Animation. Uh, this one has Matt Ryan as John Constantine and Jeremy Davies, who played Richie Simpson on the Constantine show, is reprising his role here as Richie Simpson. Um, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, Camilla Ludington was uh, Zatanna, which uh, she's probably best known as the new voice of Lara Croft. In the latest uh, Tomb Raider uh, games, um, she is she's the voice of Lara Croft. There, um, we had Jason O'Mara as Batman. Not a whole lot for Batman to do in this one, though. You know, he was more there for like comic relief. Um, I think he was kind of there for the gateway for other yeah. viewers. Oh, are, you know, right. Satana's. Oh, she's the one, the hot one from uh, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, she was on Grey's as well. I meant to mention that, Daryl. I know you're a big. Yeah, person. she's hot. And, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Jason O'Mara played Batman. Uh, 
He played. He's been playing Batman for a while. I, I, yeah. In the animated yeah. series, he played in Bat Blood, Son of Batman. He was also mm-hmm. on Agents of Shield as uh, Jeffrey Mace. Yes, he is. Um, he's yeah. a fraud. <laughs> a fraud. A fraud. But uh, we we had. Uh, I just thought it was uh, a good, strong cast all the way around. Um, but, uh, we also had uh, Enrico Colantoni uh, as uh, Felix Faust. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been in a million skidillion things. Um, yeah, uh-huh. probably best known for being on "Just Shoot Me" with David Spade, right? Um, oh. we also have Ray Chase uh, as uh, Jason Blood Etrigan. He is the uh, the lead voice in the new Final Fantasy game. So we got a lot uh-huh. of video, a lot of video mm-hmm. game uh, voice artists in this. He was he was Ace. He was Ace, all right. Yeah. He's uh, he's uh, he's the main character in the new in the uh, brand new Final Fantasy fifteen uh, Noctis yeah. I think the character's name is. Mm-hmm. But he's also in the animated movie Kingsclave that came out along with that, and uh, it's a, it's a whole deal. Um, yeah, Alfred Molina right. plays Destiny, the main big bad uh, in this. Yeah, um, that was pretty awesome. Jerry O'Connell is back as Superman. Uh, Rosario Dawson is back as Wonder Woman. All, all mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. So. Briefly, what it. <laughs> Yeah, very briefly. Um, yeah. So, what did you guys think of uh, Justice League Dark? I liked it a lot. Um, it well, one, it was just nice to hear Matt Ryan's voice in Constantine again. So, um, but overall, I thought it was a good story. I thought it. I really liked the way they did Swamp Thing. Um, overall, it was it was really it was really well done. It was um, better than I expected. I don't think Jerry saw it, so that would, oh. that would no, be I didn't you. see it. That would be <laughs> nope. you, Mr. Taylor. Oh. I like the comics. <laughs> yeah, I'm I really trying. Like that's why I'm trying to spoil too much because I know she hasn't. Right. Seen it, that's but... why we're being very general. Oh wait, oh. Do you guys think I'm listening to you now? <laughs> you wanker. That's cute. It's adorable. You wanker. But anyway, anyway, for those who are paying attention, doing what they're supposed to do, the job for the people. I don't pay enough. Really, I listen, listen, diva. I want to raise. You should have got a better contract. Anyway. Where's my agents? You got, Sorry. you got to take money away from Donnie Salvo. That's where all the cash went. Not happening. Not That's happening. true. Man, his agents, uh, his agents better. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was good. I think it was a step up. It, this is uh, I didn't enjoy, like. It, it's been kind of a lull the last couple for me, of uh, the WB uh, cartoon. Yeah, they've been okay, but they haven't been, like, really... I mean, I think the last really... The last one I liked was Assault on Arkham. Right. That really stood out as being, like, a really good one. I think this is probably on the level of that. And much much like Assault on Arkham, I think this would make a really good blueprint for a Justice League Dark movie. I mean, it it introduces the characters and what they can do pretty well. And, you know, pretty disparate characters. I mean, you got Dead Man and Swamp Thing and and, and Etrigan and and Constantine Mm -hmm. and Zatanna, you know. Um, I mean, they're from all over the the map or whatever, you know, thematically and stylistically. To bring them together in a decent story that kind of made sense is kind of, you know, a a miracle unto itself in a a small way. I really enjoyed Boston Brand in this. Oh, yeah, Nicholas Totoro mm-hmm. as Boston Brand was yeah. awesome in this. Totally. Yeah, it's not really a team. I mean, it's not It's not really an official team, which makes sense because these characters are not team players. Mm-mm. They are people that would come together to do something, this, you know, like right. if they had to save the world, but they're not. 
but they're not somebody that will be officially. Squad, dirty dozen. Yeah. yeah. Well, all you'd have to do, I mean, the way that they did it, I think was best, is that they did it like Justice League Unlimited would have, where they and you know they would all be in the, the satellite, and then a mission would come up, and then they would use the best people for the mission. It looks like they're like building more of a team for the Justice League per se and in right. terms of that if you you know who's best for it like it seems like they're they're gaining they're gaining new members for the Justice League every time they do a movie like Aquaman joined uh during his origin uh film right and then, and then uh, at the end of this Zatanna and Constantine both get recruited yeah i don't think Constantine's going to join no he'll he's be, not much of a joiner He'll be uh, when they need him. He'll, he'll be he he he'd come in and help out. But he, you know, but they have, but they do have Satana for sure. Um, One thing that's nice too is I, I I think they're just they're doing that, adding to the 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 members they can tap into different Justice League films, but also using this as a test to kind of see you know how how will this play you know. With, and they with already have audience general, you know, and they're right. already yeah, they're already with the movie and everything else. So, um, but on top of that, I mean, if this one's they'll they'll have these characters for future Justice League, but if this one gets a good enough response, then down the road we might get some other form of this team of Justice League Dark together for another supernatural magical type. Mission right. and uh, and they have uh, already set up. They have they have Hawkman already there, and they have uh, John Stewart being a right. part of the team. And I guess Hal Jordan is around somewhere. You He's know. mentioned in this. He's mentioned, yeah. And so. Zatanna's been part of the JLA since the seventies. Yeah, yeah our, very early uh, days of the. the group but for itself, this so. joint this joint universe, I mean, for this joint cartoon universe, it seems like this is how they're kind of building on the members. And then it, it comes out from there. Cause it's, it's, that's, that's been the problem is how to do, how to get the other characters involved in, and get do cartoon movies on the other characters because they're just not popular enough to do well in terms of sales. So they have to, right. they have to use Batman and justice league to kind of get people. Oh, that's to get smart. Into it. Yeah, they have to. You know, yeah, that's smart. Just kind of like, you know, yeah, like the way with the live action Marvel, they used Iron Man as the gateway into the Avengers, and the Avengers have kind of been the blueprint in a way, you know. Plus, well, I mean, it was kind of so, weird in the beginning when, like, you know, they realized they're, they're talking about, like, they show the Justice League and they're talking about magic, and he's like, you know, mm-hmm. well, I mean, we've all seen magic. I mean, even Shazam has, you know, the powers based on magic, blah, blah, blah. And then they're all like, yeah, that's nice. Okay, whatever. And then they kind of table it, you know? It, right. It made sense for Batman to be the right. one to, like, reach out to Satana and reach out to Constantine because he knows them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, he's like, you know, he's kind of, like you said, he's like the gateway in, like Iron Man or whatever. But he's he's the character of the of the Justice League, like, main seven or main eight that would make the most right. sense, you know? Yeah, I agree I, I was kind of expecting a little bit more of Superman in this, though, you know, since, yeah, he's, you know, pretty much indestructible on Earth. Under yeah, the but, sun. but magic, magic messes with him. So I thought, well, maybe they're going to have him in. But no, he's just in a little bit at the beginning. No, like, I think it's best to not use him. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, for oh, that I'm very fine. reason, I'm you know. <laughs> 
I, I'm fine that they didn't. I just, I really expected that they were going to be a little bit more because of that. Because yeah, no, it's more fun to to have bat like I Batman agree. plays with magic because he doesn't believe in it. So, but he still yeah. has to deal with it. And yeah, then, they kept using him as almost like a comic foil to everything else. Yeah. Like he would say yeah. something right. really deadpan or whatever, you know. But not in the way though. He they allowed like Satana really got to do her thing, and and you got to right. see a lot of Constantine. He got to do his thing. There was like Swamp Thing would never be part of a team, so it made sense the way they use Swamp Thing. He's like right. a force. He is a force of nature. I so really he, liked Swamp. And Etrigan, I'm surprised. Like I, I, I'm surprised with Etrigan because they did the way they did his character. He was less like the demon who didn't want to be paired with the human, and more like I'm. They did it more like the Hulk agreeing to deal with Vanner. Like, him and Banner kind of had a... Yeah. Had a... Uh, wasn't a happy union, but at least they were like, all right, we, we have to deal with each other. And when I change into you, Edrican, you know what, you know, help out. You know, I might not like it, but just help out. <laughs> I like, just jump in, come on. <laughs> because they used to... What used to be the deal with him is he would change and they would have to make a deal with Etrigan. It was, you know, like... Right. He, right. Would, he wouldn't immediately he would be all, to help. He would be like... Right, you know. right. Right, it would be almost worse than the enemy they're fighting. So when you use them, you have to be really careful. And this, it's kind of like they didn't go that route and just kind of had it where he liked the the brawl. So, but he changed. totally he rhymed though. Oh yeah, that's and I love that. I oh love yeah, that, that was kept great. It. That was awesome. So Glad they it's did one of my that. favorite Black parts Orchard. of the character. I was a little disappointed with Black Orchard because they basically made her an android. Instead of yeah, but being... it's kind of in line with Jeff Lemire's take on the character, like the newer takes on the on Black Orchid, right. you know, like a plant being again trying to a human trying to you know reestablish itself through yeah yeah you know, like calling kind of, kind of the original Swamp Thing stuff. So she was like the Vision almost, like they did you know yeah. like that. And, I kind of got that vibe from her, yeah, but as it, opposed to just being a human that has. Uh, through mystical gains, got powers, you know, basically strength and, and that type of thing. Well, I will say this. It's definitely an R-rated movie. Yes, very so, much so. Uh, some very brutal scenes going on in here. So, I mean... Yeah, again, only because of violence. Yeah. Yeah, Just like, that opening scene is... <laughs> yeah. 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 In the car. Yeah. So, you or know, at I least mean... PG-13, at least. Yeah, at least with the violence and everything, I would say, I'd say it was an R. Mm -hmm. uh, there were some scenes that were very cinematic, though. Like, I'm thinking of the scene in Faust's uh, place. Mm -hmm. like, well, even it... in the beginning. Yeah. Even, yeah. even in the very beginning, the way they used the Justice League. It's like, yeah. uh, the very beginning, people are doing horrible things. That each member, you know, kind of, of the main cast kind of saves someone or stops someone. Uh, and, and that's kind of how you you bring in the Justice League, at least, and then it's like, we need help. We got, you know, something going on. We got to get help. So that kind of, I liked how they did that. I, I mean, especially uh, Batman, they threw a baby. Like, the lady thought it was a demon and threw her baby <laughs> off the church. Off a, that was great. And he had to save her, and he couldn't save the, the woman, because she jumped, too. So it was... So it was pretty dark. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. The, the hitting them with people with the car. Like, it was just the way they even did the demons. Like, the different designs of the demons. Because we've seen yeah. countless... Yeah. Uh, the horns demons. coming out of the eyes was very, you know, just reminding yeah. me of stuff like from Lemire's Animal Man or uh, 
Swamp yeah. Thing comics that uh, Scott Snyder wrote. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Doing it around the same time. Yeah, they were doing it around the same time. But yeah, I I did really. Uh, it stepped up the story. I mean, it really. I didn't figure it out right away. It wasn't wasn't a, a quick, easy story. Um, you got to wait. Of you know, you got that battle. You got to see um, Faust, you know, and and do other stuff. And you kind of got to see again. You got the Constantine gets off with doing his thing, but other people around him they suffer. Yep. And that's that's so Constantine, you know, his deals. Um, that was really done well, and and yeah, and Swamp Thing again. I'm not a Swamp Thing guy. I've only you know I read here and there for Swamp Thing, but uh, I think they did well with him just being that. You know, when you bring him in, he's that real force of nature type character. Where I don't even know where he's <laughs> like they took his body and killed it like they yeah well he's quite literally like the elemental of the green you know or their growth in in the green you know and that's going back to like um alan moore's kind of like rebirth of the character in the 80s Mm -hmm. with the anatomy lesson but Um, they leave him in a bad in a bad place and they don't even explain like they don't even go back to it because the part of taking the body the dead body out of which is holland his host taking it from Swamp Thing and separating him from it and just tossing him away, that it almost feels like that could be another movie. If they I, chose I, to, of, of fixing Swamp, you know, like of reconnecting Swamp, Swamp Thing. I'm, I'm sure it's not the last we've seen of. Well, you need the green. So, I mean, if he's, yeah. if something's happened that separates them, that's, that kind of shows the imbalance. I could, I, if this does well enough, I can see them going and doing a, another movie of them trying to save Swamp Thing. But uh, it was good. I, I think it was uh, it was really... I was pleasantly uh, surprised by by this. I didn't know how this would go, especially with the other ones. Um, the only ones I... Like, the only issues I've had with designs has basically been the, the big seven. Is I don't like Wonder Woman's design as much. Yeah. And I don't like... And, and Superman... I don't like now, those collars. Like, the, they yeah, still have they the new 52 them. collars that Jimmy yeah. put on, and I'm just like, yeah. they, they don't and look right. Go- and Cyborg, I like him now where he streamlined. Like, yeah, it makes that, more yeah. sense. I like Santana's look in this, though. I, I thought they did. No, the Justice League yeah. Dark characters, they're fi- I think they're good. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking about the the only design problems I have is with the the original Seven. Yeah. I don't like, you know, some of the, some of that I don't. I think they can work on it. Like, they can change it. They don't have to, exp- you know, you don't have to explain it. They just change it. Well, yeah, they already have, kind of, from, from one yeah. to another. I mean, they just have to go with a different style, you know, different mm-hmm. style guide next time out, you know. Yeah, that's all. I mean, it's already... It's already and the next out. one is going to be um, the Judas uh, contract. contract, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Which will be weird, so. because this is a different... Le- I didn't like the Teen Titans uh, movie. With the Just- Teen Titans versus Justice League? Yeah, I didn't care for that one. Yeah, I didn't much. think it was that great either. I was kind of just let down by that. So we'll see what happens with this. 
Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't dislike that one. It wasn't great. I, didn't, I just didn't think it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Right. I thought, I thought this was awesome. I really enjoyed this a lot. Yeah. I thought Matt Ryan brought a lot to, brought a lot back to the character, and oh, uh, he had good he had good chemistry with the other characters, and uh, yeah, I liked the way I was. These were a lot of my favorite characters in the DCU. Dead Man has been mm-hmm. a favorite of mine since the '70s when they had those big adventure comic dollar comics, and he would be in there, you know, drawn by Neil Adams. So, right. Or um, Swamp Thing has been a favorite of mine since the '80s when Alan Moore wrote him. Yeah, Constantine, yeah. same deal. So. It's cool to see them all animated and done justice and done well, you know. Okay, Justice League Dark gets a collective thumbs up from the, them's that seen it. Let's move on to our wonderful, wonderful TV shows this week. Let's start with Gotham. What a way to start. <laughs> all out. Mad City, colon, smile like you mean it. Hey, uh, if you haven't guessed from the every promo that they put out for this show in the past two weeks, Jerome is back, everyone. He's dead. He's gone. Yeah. With or without his face, he's still back. People don't stay dead in comic book shows, Jerry. Come on. <laughs> it turns out he was just uh, sitting in a pod. He was part of that Indian Hill mess. Of he's course. just been sitting in his little cryopod this whole time. And then we get this whole bit where, like, the guard at the warehouse, where the evidence is being kept, and this mm-hmm. uh, decorated police officer, and, like, all these other plain clothes, like, maniacs are walking around. And, you remember the following? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And that show yeah, with Kevin Bacon, that, where yeah. you're just, like, watching it, like, God, everybody's in this following. Yeah, I thought, yeah. I'm starting <laughs> yeah, to think of that when I was watching this. I'm like, is there yeah. anybody who's not in on this? <laughs> yeah, it's like the I, I didn't think about like, that, but that's a good, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> be the teacher, be the kindergarten teacher, be right. the neighbor. It's they're all the, part of the following. They're all part of the. But unfortunately for Dwight, who is the guy who's trying to orchestrate, you know, the drums return. Um, he does, you know, they, he gets some technical difficulties and they don't, they miss the deadline for getting Jerome off the slab, uh, to deliver him. You know, he, he asked him like, is, is everything plugged in? Try turning everything on and off, you know, <laughs> try turning it on and off. Okay. Again. Yeah. Try that again. Uh, so his plan B is to scalpel off Jerome's face <laughs> and, yeah. wear it, and wear That'll his work. mask. That'll work. There's a little nod to Scott Snyder. Yeah, no, no doubt. And here, here's another thing. You cut off a dude's face on... The show's at 8 o'clock, right? I'm, I never watch <laughs> it when it airs, but it's an 8 mm-hmm. o'clock primetime yeah, major network show, right? Yeah. And you cut off a dude's face, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, I'm just checking. You cut and off you, a guy's did you rec- head used as a puppet, like last yeah. season. You don't remember that? Yeah, I do. Did, did you recognize Dwight, though? He was familiar to me. He Dwight was the guy. Remember in Dark in the Dark Knight, the scene where he grabs uh, when uh, the guy that invented Dent. He's still Dent before he turns to Two Face, but he oh. grabs one of the crazies and he and he's taking the gun and he's holding it to him and he's he's, he's doing the coin and then shooting. You know, like he's playing Russian roulette with the gun to get him to tell him where Rachel is. Like who, that's I know it. what you're talking about. Yep. That's him. That, as soon as I saw him, I said, that's the guy? Because I've watched this movie so many I've watched Dark Knight so many times. I, just, I knew he was familiar. I just couldn't place him. I didn't bother looking him up. So. Yeah. When he was like, he's, don't you see? He's crazy. Joker attracts the crazies. 
man, he doesn't have a sane mind. And then he told him, he, you know, who makes yeah. you choose? Who get, Why do you get to choose? And the whole thing. It was great. Are you it's literally like, just reenacting the whole thing? Yes, he I'm, is. I'm letting go, man. I have, I have six remi- recaps to do. I can take a break. Time <laughs> no, it reminds me of Chris Farley from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Hey, Daryl. Hey, Daryl. Remember that time? Remember that time, like, when in Dark Knight? When in Dark Knight, the Joker had the bomb? And he had, Harvey, you're the light that we can never have. We need you. <laughs> Completely you... reenacted it. Like, what am I listening to? Is he just excogitating? <laughs> like, like, yes, What's Horatio, that? I do him, but like with comedy. Harvey, once you change, once you cross the line, that's it. Luke, oh, I am your. There's oh. no hope for Gotham. I was gonna say that guy's oh. name is uh, David Dasmalchian. Yeah. Uh, he was also not only in The Dark Knight, but he was also in Ant Man. And Prisoners. Mm-hmm. And he's, so yeah, awesome and he's stuff. gonna be in the new Blade Runner movie too. Ooh. And he was oh. a bad guy on the new MacGyver TV series, so he's he's definitely he gets, been on a lot of things. He gets around. Yeah, he's man, that man's guy. been working. He's that guy. He's, he's that dude. He's totally that, that guy. guy. You know that guy. That yeah. guy. Yeah, that guy. So anyway, um, Jerome's faceless corpse ends up uh, with Doctor Tompkins. <laughs> he enough. said it's so normal. He said yeah. like it's normal. You know, his faceless corpse just it's hanging faceless. out. Um, it turns out that uh, this, the electrocutions had a delayed effect, and of course, mm-hmm. and we get the scene with Jerome's hand twitching while Lee's back is turned, and of course, it's like a a, angry totally movie. like a monster movie, and yeah, angrily, yeah, right. <laughs> Dwight Dwight's wearing the face, and he's out in front of the gang, like trying to convince them that they don't even need Jerome anymore. You know, they can just do back into GCPD. Harvey is still the acting captain of the force, and. Uh, is he though? Yeah, he's supposed That's to be. Really, it's really not really. Sure. He's just kind of there. <laughs> he's really Jim. Jim is the one calling the shots. He yeah, a little bit, Harvey a little bit. Do, and Harvey yeah. just does it. Harvey's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, they they figure they know they have a Jerome friendly mole in their midst, and and they're uh, they smoke. Jim smokes him out with a bluff. I love how he does that too. That was very smart. That was cool. And he ends up in uh, interrogative uh, interrogation with both detective, and he's you know sitting there and he's like, "Good cop, bad cop doesn't work on cops." So nope. Jim and Harvey go into ass kicking cop mode instead, <laughs> which don't work on crazy either. That doesn't work on crazy. So Lee rolls Back. in, hits him with some truth serum. Yeah. And Jim's just like, "What?" <laughs> but I'm like, "But if you have something like that already, you know how many episodes you could have saved." It's not something ethically or morally done by most police, you know, and you I mean, mean they, like, they, you mean like beating the suspect and they never. Well, get the, I'm, no, but I'm just yeah. saying they allude to that in here saying, you know, that she shouldn't have done that. But so, I mean, it's not like they could make it SOP. Yeah. Lee, don't let your hate make you do something that will hurt me. Get in there and question that guy taking the sodium pentothal. We need to know. We need but, to know. Did he rob the hot dog cart? But don't don't date anybody or I'll shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So okay. they get out of Dove. Uh, the name of the cop is Dove, and they get out yeah. of him. You know, they stop his laughing, and they finally get out of him. That um, Dwight and the crew are on their way to a news station mm-hmm. to make a live announcement. So it it saved them like three four episodes. Yeah. Just, just quick. Just, just, stretched it out, you know. But they, yeah, yeah. It, it so, quickly just, 
they show up there. Dwight is doing a speech, but obviously, mm-hmm. it's, you know, he's setting in for you know the guy. Jim even when Jim shows up, he even cuts him down by calling him the understudy, pretending to be the star. I know, sick burn. That he also sick. he's also like when he hangs up on him, he's like, "You're doing one thing Jerome never did, bore, bore. me. You bore, <laughs> you bore me. Yeah, that was that was kind of harsh. Whoa, it's like damn, it's like that." That's fired. Yeah, shots fired and hit. Six mean girl, real quick in there, you know. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> what you? Why you got to say it like that though? So Jerome wakes up and Lee kind of clues him in on all everything he's missed. Mm-hmm. He's kind of bummed. Six. He's kind of bummed that him and uh, J- her, and, her and Jim Gordon broke up though. He's like, yeah. I really liked you guys. What happened? <laughs> it's funny like, how she adds. He killed my husband on our wedding night. Yeah, it's oh. funny how she adds all this personal stuff. It's like, I didn't ask you all that, though. I mean, yeah, I know. I mean, could you add... Tell me the stuff that pertains to what I need to know. I don't need to know that you... Oh, and you broke up? Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> By the way, do you know where my face is? Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> like, now that we're when reintroduced to Jerome, let me pull the, the group here really quick. Mm. Okay. Better... Joker or worse than Suicide Squad Joker? Different. Yeah, different. I don't, I don't think you get enough. You know, honestly, I don't think you get enough of the Suicide Squad Joker to really make an assessment like no, that. No, I enjoy I, I that Joker though. I, I liked I him, but I was like, eh. But I really like this Joker. I really well, like what they're doing with him. But he had lots of FaceTime. Jared didn't. You know, you no. can't really prove yourself yeah. in that little snippet. Well, I don't mean to put it down. I'm just saying I like this a lot better. I really was like, now there's the Joker. Well, this is more mimicking oh, yeah. the the reg- I mean, it's more mimicking the movie. True. A little bit True. more. I mean, that that's probably what it is. But I do like the new. I I like the new gangster one because it's the the facet of the old Joker that I that I read in the comics years ago, like the old old Joker where he would be. He was a gangster in the beginning. So I kind of like that take on it too. Like, but it's different. Like, it is. It, it's it's funny because it's like the detective comics when they took his face. It's all the same thing. He's acting the same way. Yeah. As the Joker in the when DC Fifty Two when they relaunched it, that that was his status quo. And my biggest gripe with the, with the, the whole thing with the Joker and Suicide Squad was that you didn't get enough time with that character. You didn't really get to yeah. see enough of him to like you know really assess. Right. What kind of Joker he was, and oh, I agree. with this character, we've had a lot of development already. I mean, we already know mm-hmm. about his origins, his beginnings from the carnival, his yeah. whole things with the you know, the, the guy from Breaking Bad who who raised him, you know, all that other stuff. I mean, we the whole thing with the maniacs, we have all that backstory on him. We've had a lot more development on his character than it's we've had. So it's so good. I it just makes me every time I watch an episode of Gotham, it makes me want to see. Gotham ten years from now, or or fifteen years from now, and Bruce is becoming Batman because these guys are already out there. Like the, this is the one universe where the villains were created before Batman was. So we would get this Batman, who will probably, if this Jerome stays Jerome, eventually he'll move into being Joker. You know, I'm just making that right. assumption, but it would be something to see it where he's already been Joker doing this crazy stuff. And then Batman comes and has to deal with him. Like, how would he even do it? Like, how would he deal with this guy? Jim Harvey and the SWAT team cut uh, Dwight's uh, broadcast short, mid-speech. Efficiently, too. I like how they got in there. But uh, oh, yeah. the, 
the anarchists have already heard the call, and all sorts of stuff are popping all over the city grid. Yeah. Anarchy now! And uh, yes. this is when Jerome comes back. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. not impressed with the stand-in uh, stage no. presence, as he says. No. Uh, he's intercepted Dwight, the guy holding him, and the Ziploc bag containing Jerome's face on their way to the squad car. Yeah. And Dwight wants to know if Jerome is mad at him. But no, not not really, but only enough to strap explosives to him. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> not really mad. That's <laughs> and, a lot of explosives. And, and blow him up in front of a stolen yeah. news camera. Yeah, that wasn't angry, though. That was just... Like yeah. Tom and Jerry cartoonish amount of explosives. We need yeah. to let you know. That <laughs> like any any weapon they have is huge. Remember the hypodermic needle that was like like the size of a human hand. Yeah, I mean, they're, always yeah. Yeah. they're always surrealist when they come to the weapons. It's always supposed to be comic book violence, so we don't get too upset with yeah. the beheading. Right. And the media <laughs> is, is something else. It's like you get a you you find out he took the van and everything. No, we won't call the cops. We'll just. Well, plus he wanted to put enough explosives on him to take out that power plant. Because yeah. uh, Jerome starts, uh, he goes on TV, shows off his stapled on face, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then institutes the, or facilitates a citywide blackout. Isn't that nice? That was sweet. Uh, uh, we also it, get uh, a side, the side story of uh, Mayor Crumblepot, as they call him. Uh, yeah. So this is like really uh, messed up interview with Margaret Hurst last episode. Uh, Barbara, like, kind of plants the seeds in his head that he needs to, uh, you know, do something to kind of consolidate his, uh, grip on the underworld. Mm-hmm. Played this city like a fiddle. Yeah. And, yep. uh, she, like, basically talks him into, like, going after the Duke, Tommy Bones or whatever. Um, he thinks he's being shrewd and seeing through her plan, but he's actually... Uh, Tabitha forces Tommy Bones to call and say he's holding Ed as his prisoner. Mm-hmm. And he'll only uh, live if Oswald gets up the throne. So, of course, Penguin goes into rage mode. And, uh, he's Again. Gonna, he's going to rip Gotham apart and find to find Ed. Uh, but Again. Ed, but Ed is like, actually having <laughs> his revenge on Oswald. Oswald's getting played. And it's cool to see Ed and Barbara and Tabby kind of working together. I like that. Because Barbara and, yeah, because Barbara and Tabby, oh, they're hot. They're so hot. Yes, they are. Give you dreams. I'd like to see uh, those... them. I'd like to see they, them, like, hook, uh, like team up with Maze from, uh... Well, yeah, I know, right? Lucifer. Imagine that would be a good fanfic. That's too much. I would explode. My heart would just give out. <laughs> I couldn't handle all that excitement in one place. Um, but those two, like, it's, it's, it's cool how their their deal kind of gets it set up where they're they're pretty much wiping out all the all the uh, organized crime, leaving them to do it to kind of take over a lot of that. That's their part of the deal. They yeah. get to kill off all the all they get to kill off all their rivals yeah. pretty much the ones that didn't like them. Mm-hmm. They get to kill them off. And the, they have no they they have no love lost for uh, Cobblepot either though. So. No, well, the great, well, it's a nice plan. What I like about the plan is they know it's, it's, she was actually, Barbara was actually being truthful with Penguin to a certain extent because they are only tolerated because they think that uh, Penguin vouched for them. That's the only reason why they haven't been, you know, uh, they haven't gone after them anymore, right? So they know that if they eventually are going to take out Penguin, if they know Ed wants to take out Penguin, they have to get rid of all those, all the other ones who 
are the rivals that would come after them once Ed once uh, Ed takes Penguin off the table. So it's a good plan to take them out first, and then when Ed, if when Penguin's taken out, I mean you know he'll never be taken out, taken out. But when Penguin's you know kind of loses power, they'll be all right. They won't have people come gunning for them. That's a good plan. Yep. And then there's also a side plot with Bruce Wayne and Selena and Bruce giving Selena's mom money, but deciding for Selena and Selena like fighting and they're dating, but they're fighting. And, uh, well, don't you like, I liked how they, I like how they told us where, how far along his training is without having to tell us like they, they, yeah. they showed it in the storyline which I think was a good, you know, was a nice little way of, you know, when she's attacking him and he's doing all the moves and stuff, I'm like, oh, shoot, oh, shit. That dude cool. is getting it. That dude is getting it in. Because he get punched a lot. It's, it's about time he stopped getting hit all the time. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, that's Gotham for the week. Um, yeah. Another good line that I uh, hear uh Jerome finds out about Theo Gallivan dying and coming back. That son of a bitch is always upstaging me. Yeah. <laughs> Good lines, man. Good lines. Yeah. I give this episode an A. And yes. I, I, I enjoy it a lot. I love I love Jerome. I like that they brought him back, even though it was, mm-hmm. you know, as goofy as hell how they did it. I didn't expect this kind of homage to uh, this Scott Snyder Joker like this. Uh, in this way, and uh, I just think uh, it's, it was great. So I give this one an A. I give it an A too. Uh, yeah, I, I, this is like a f- one of the few A's. I don't usually give out A's unless they really earn it. And I think they earned it for this episode. It really gets an A. The combination of all the different characters in on the show getting, you know, like they they basically have like an A, B, and C plot, um, and they all seem to work. Uh, you know, Jerome chews up the scenery and I do like how we see Bruce coming along like he's starting to think like a Bruce Wayne now we're really starting to get to see him be Bruce and think like Bruce and and, you know like still trying to do the right thing but then being calculating at the same time this is exactly what we were asking for in season one Yeah, Yeah, we were were like how could this whiny kid be Bruce Wayne he's Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne should be smarter. Bruce Wayne should be this and that and, that and the other thing. And, now... and that's when I was the voice of reason. And I said, guys, he has to start somewhere. We're going to see that evolution. And you're all like, grumble, grumble, nerd rage. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's on the tape. Wait, listen. No, to me. you get it you know, right. I said, I said, you know grumble, grumble, grumble. Yeah. You know, wait a minute. You know, rage. You know what? Wait, Jim, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's go to the tape. Jim, I need, the tape. No, no, no. Stop. Everybody stop. First of all, Jerry said she was the voice of reason, guys. Oh, let's wait. start. Let's start there. You guys kept listening. <laughs> there's there's where we should poke the. Let's first start there, okay? That, look how the far I got. Though. How far I got? Something like Harley. That's like. It's like Harley. I have had saying, okay. a couple times. I have had to. I have had to adult here. What? This one time I have had to adult here. I have to have to. I have had to be the adult, pull the car over, you know, like pull the whole podcast over, set everybody straight so we can move on. I have been the voice of reason one time. One time you, respect, 
One time you reached back and swatted with your flip-flop. That was it. Don't get up no, on No, 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 no. At Boston Comic-Con, who actually had show notes and was ready to talk about the stuff we were podcasting about? I'm not Boston. Sorry. At Heroes Con. Right, that, that was weird. That was like Harley Quinn. I'm sorry, I don't hear an answer. Insane. I don't hear an answer, though. Wait, I, don't, how, I did. You were sane <laughs> for a minute. You, you, all right, so you were sane for that particular con? Don't say I cannot be the voice of reason. I just. I'm not saying you can't, but I, I you know, I'm not saying you can't. Eros, you guys do what you do, okay? Fine. <laughs> we all bring our particular gifts to the podcast. That's true. Yes, he may proceed. What do you guys give Gotham? I know Daryl and I have given given it an A. I, 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 yeah, I agree with the A for all the same reasons. I thought it was a really tight episode. I really liked it a lot. I like the multi-dimensions. Like, his mask wasn't just in the shape of a face. Like, by, by doing it right around the eyes, it also looked like the Batman, I mean, like a superhero mask. Like the, the, the green, uh, not Green Lantern, but like the, what's his freaking name? Oh, no. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the Green Hornet. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like that classic Oh, right. Shape. Like the, yeah, like that, that false face type mask. Mask. Sorry. Yeah. Took a while to get there. All this reasoning. <laughs> Yeah, but it, like, worked at, like, visually, it was beautiful. It was so perfect. Even his voice, you know, it just was so, I don't know, rich and crazy, and I love Jerome. Yeah, the production design on this show is, like, very, like, Tim Burton-y, very... Mm-hmm. Yes. It's got that kind of, All like, weird, gothy, yes. noir thing going on. But not annoying like, Tim Burton-y. Mm-mm. Right. Not at all, you but just just weird annoying. enough, you know, just weird enough right. that this other weird stuff kind of fits, you know. Well, speaking of weird stuff, let's go to Lucifer. Lucifer. Season 2, episode 11, or 12, I'm sorry. It's called Love Handles. Why is it called Love Handles, you may ask? You. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> the very beginning of the episode... Lucifer and Chloe are in the elevator, and they are uh, they're swapping spits, sucking face, all that good yeah. stuff. They're, uh-huh. getting, they're yeah. about to get on, and they're on the big couch, the big sectional, I'm sorry, sexual couch that Lucifer uh-huh. has in his apartment. And uh, as they're, as they're uh, getting more and more in uh, flagrante, mm-hmm. shall we say, Lucifer's horns come out. Mm-hmm. And uh, she grabs his horns, and he goes, oh, I see you found my love handles. Yeah, baby. And she grabs them, and that's when she wakes up, and Maze is sitting there eating popcorn watching her. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was awesome. And she's like, yeah, what is going on? Awesome. And Maze is like, well, I heard you scream, and I realized what was going on, and I had to stay and watch. Yeah, man. <laughs> and she, like, tells Chloe that Chloe really needs to, like, loosen up and get laid. Um, which kind I of, agree with her. Yeah, I, I do, but the way I, Chloe goes yep. about it in this episode, like, kind of... Yeah. The most awkward flirting possible with Lucifer. <laughs> she is just so. St- she's I mean, terrible. She just she's so wild. She's so wound up all the time. It's like she never has a good time with anything. It's like it's such a big deal with her. She, when I she's like, like trying she to act sexy, you're just like, I'm just looking at her like, yeah. what? She's <laughs> like, I'm going to, I'm going to smack you on the bottom. Yeah. Oh. You're not prepared for that. I, I guess. I or when he's like, or she's like, you ever make out in a library? She goes, he's like. Hello, I'm the devil. Yes. Right. <laughs> I've done everything. Duh. Duh. Um, that don't mean we can't, but duh. 
The scene after that, we have another scene where Lucifer uh, goes to see Dr. Linda. Dr. Linda tries to tell him one thing, and he totally gets the wrong impression and answer and goes off. And it's kind of funny because his mom does the same thing in a very similar scene later in the same episode. The, you know, they always have the talk with Dr. Linda, and Dr. Linda's like, well, maybe you should look at this. And they're like, oh, obviously this means this. Thank you, Dr. Linda. And they're like, she's always like, no, that's exactly not what I was going to say. Um... So anyway, Lucifer meets up with Chloe. They have their new um, uh, case. Somebody's been put. This uh, college student's been poisoned to death. And then while the, they're investigating it, this uh, actor Johnny Cage or Johnny Gage, something like that, mm-hmm. Johnny yeah. Kane. I'm sorry, Johnny Kane, the actor, um, comes in with a big knife in his hand, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it turns out that this guy had blackmailed with a, uh, a video uh, emailed to him earlier. Uh, the day before, saying, you know, either cut your face or this kid is going to be poisoned and die. And sure enough, this was a kid who was poisoned and died. Um, they, oh, they go, to, they go to the library, they find a kid uh, fapping in the back, library back room. They're trying to... Sure. And she, I know, uh, Chloe hands him a thing of tissues, and then... Well, somebody shit. was making love in the her face. Somebody yeah. was a wanker. The fun, the fun, yeah, exactly. definitely a wanker. Yeah, he was a wanker. Like said every like, oh my god. I liked it when he came out of the um, he came out of the bathroom and like yeah. Lucifer hits him with the sanitizer. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yes! <laughs> just in case, just to be She's sure. Like, yeah. yeah, that was like every mother's judgy. Like I know I didn't just see this face. I'm like, oh, that was perfect. Per echo, per echo. Um, they track the guy's computer and they find another email has been sent this time to a thoracic surgeon, and she has the choice between destroying her hand or allowing another student, another student to die of poisoning. Um, they go to the sorority house and there's a big party going on. It looked a lot like the same frat house they used in iZombie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the front house party there. It might be the same set. It probably. Know. I bet you it was. I yeah. bet you it was. Um, Lucifer ends up chugging a beer bong with sorority girls. Uh, and he goes upstairs and uh, she thinks, um, you know, he's getting it on with all of them. And actually, he's in there trying to get advice about her. Mm-hmm. And then she walks in and they're all like, is this her? Oh, she's so pretty. <laughs> And then uh, they go. The the girl they're looking for is in the bathroom, and they find that she has a nosebleed, which is like one of the symptoms of the uh, the poisoning or whatever. Dan, Detective Douche, is uh, watching Doctor Scott, <laughs> the the woman is blackmailed, and uh, tells tells the doctor. I don't know why he told her this. That the yeah, antidote. Yeah. Why did he even say anything? The antidote was working douche. on Ashley. Yeah. Um, he makes a phone douche. call, and then she gets up to get a glass of water. He hears a garbage disposal going, and she's grinding her own hand in the garbage disposal. Yeah, who didn't see that coming? As soon as I heard something, as soon as she walked out of the room, I'm like, oh, Oh. crap. What's what's it going to be, you know? Yeah. Chloe and Lucifer show up. Yeah. Chloe and Lucifer show up there just in time to get a a package uh, from the the killer, and it's the antidote for for the girl who was, um, for Ashley, who was poisoned. Yes, for the girl who has everything. So it turns out they're like designer poisons with designer antidotes, so one doesn't work on the next one. They find out that this guy they're looking for is named Dr. Carlisle. He was a dude who uh, they got he got videotaped on uh, social media 
getting out of a burning car and then going back to the burning car for his computer but leaving someone there to die. Oh, I'd have did that for my iPad. Well, it depends. Like, <laughs> which hard drive are you talking about? Is it the one with all my movies and music on it? It's then, got yeah. my comics, man. It's got yeah, it's got my, my comics on there. Then yeah, yeah I'm totally out. The... But like, you know, he doesn't help the person, and for that, he's like, he loses his tenure, he loses his job, and uh, and all this stuff. I don't care. I got my comic book. So Lucifer suggests that he uses ego against him, and uh, Chloe sends him an email like antagonizing him. And it turns out he's got, like, yet another experiment lined up um, uh, with a track star and cutting off his leg to save someone else's life. While this is going on, Charlotte meets up with Maze, tells Maze what she knows about Chloe, that Chloe was a miracle. And Maze is like, BS, you know, but he ends up, uh, you know, she ends up convincing her because they end up talking to Lucifer about it later together. They find the lab where the the, uh, the poisoning doctor is, Dr. Carlisle. Um, they try to break the door, but it's bulletproof somehow, for some reason. Um, Lucifer says to go after the, the professor and he'll be, or the poisoner, and he'll be able to save everyone if she goes away. And he, I thought this was cool, he takes a piece of glass and cuts himself. And he keeps cutting himself, cutting himself mm-hmm. until Chloe is far enough away that the glass isn't cutting him anymore. And he's, interesting. and he's immortal again, or whatever. Or he's yeah. got his Lucifer power back, or whatever. And, um... This yeah. happened before. It's funny, because this happened before, and she didn't trust him. Like, this shows how far their, uh... Right. That's their relationship true. has gone. Yeah. So Lucifer saves the track star and the, and the poison guy. Meanwhile, Chloe catches up with Carlisle. He pulls out a knife. He says he's not a monster, he's human. He tells her choice is an illusion. And then, uh... You and he says something like, "You'll find that out soon enough," and then slits his own throat. Um, she races back over. Lucifer's got the the two guys safe. Late that night, Lucifer shows up to find Maze and Charlotte at a bar. He's on cloud nine. He's happy. Him and Chloe had a big kiss again on the beach this time, and uh, they jump into his arms and they realize that you know that they're actually you know real or whatever. Turns out Charlotte. Um, is uh you know wants to tell him Maze doesn't want to tell him they kind of fight a little bit in the bar and then he sees a picture of a mendial with chloe's mom at the same bar for some reason Uh-oh. that's hanging on the wall and he is like you know he realizes that you know god put her in his path and it's all been a setup you sound like a story you just said god put him put her in your path <laughs> yeah i'll marry her like the violin right <laughs> So he's all like in a tizzy. He runs over to Chloe's house and he finds her upstairs in the bathroom and her nose is bleeding. She's been poisoned. Uh, and we get a new addition to the show now that she's dead. I don't know. We just wait. You don't think <laughs> she's just going to let die? her die? Yeah, they just let her die and we get a new person. Sure. <laughs> sure. I'm oh sure that's always, I'm sure that's what's going to happen, Daryl. She can move into her new apartment to, you know, since she won't be using it. Did we all just get taken on that ride with him? Is that Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. Uh, I will podcast over. <laughs> I will reach through the internet and strangle your ass. Right? I got this notebook in my hand. I'm folded up. Can you hear that? I'm folding it up, Daryl. Oh, she's going to go Jason Bourne on you with the notebook. 
Ah, oh, come on. Alternative facts. Come on. You can't hit me. You know what? <laughs> Alternative <laughs> facts. You can't hit me. You can't hit me. You can't hit me. I already called it. Alternative facts. She yeah. is Sister Throw Punch. Yeah. Yeah. It's like second this thing. would be the part where Jerry should come out an adult, but doesn't. But I, but I called it. Yeah. All your TV is like Samara backwards and stuff. Oh, come on. I ca- what? It's fair. I called it. Cat Nightmares. Okay, so what do you guys give Lucifer this week? I'd give it a B. B plus. Yeah, I agree. A B. It was. I mean, I really enjoyed it. There's a lot of good moments in it, but some of it was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, and and one thing too is they should have realized like two seconds into arguing back and forth that what, how are they going to hide it from him now? You know, so there were certain things that it was like didn't mm-hmm. make sense, but then again, and the, and the little a B. Charlotte is just not a good actor. The one who plays Charlotte. I did. She's always the weak link for the show for me. And Captain Douche. Yeah, Captain Douche especially for me. Those two. Those two are like, they just He's been in so many things and I've loved him. Like Big Love and True Blood. And I always love him. No, and not this. And or something. Yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah, you know, it's like yes. in that show that you guys watch. I like oh. uh, like Trisha Hunt for a lot more in Battlestar Galactica than I do here, but. Yeah, I agree. She's better in uh, she's better in Chicago Firemans. Oh, don't nobody watch that. Yes, they do. If you want check to hear more ratings. about the Firemans and all that, then definitely check out Nothing's On. That's right. You check Donnie them right girl. Away from here. They girl. they cover all the menses. That's right, and the Firemans and that's usually when I go make my, I usually go make myself a cappuccino while they do that because I yeah. have some extra time because I don't listen the, the we give the people what they want. Don't they want us to talk about these shows, Jim? Yep. Yeah. They sure people, do. People like to hear about the Chicago shows. They do. Yeah. Yeah. So we, stop get of, we get a lot of emails about them. That's true. So stop hating, Jerry. I don't hate them. I just don't watch them. No, not you, Jim. I'm talking about Hater Gator over here. Hater Gator. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Sheesh. Uh, next is Supergirl. Yeah. Supergirl Lives, episode nine or season two, directed by Kevin Smith. What? Oh, that this was the one he. Did. I know he was doing another one, but I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. Directed, yeah. You he, didn't recognize Harley Quinn Smith. Yeah, Harley Quinn well, Smith so he, was the runaway that she was looking. <laughs> she was looking for. Oh, that's what the girl. Yeah, I don't pay attention to that. That shit. girl really who's the runaway was uh, Harley Quinn Smith. Yeah, Izzy. Yeah, yeah, I really don't like. I. I mean, I don't. I like Kevin Smith for the most part, but I really didn't. I didn't even recognize. I didn't even put two and two together. I was a daughter. I was just totally into the show. I didn't even. Didn't even... I love this episode. I thought it was. I, I mean, Agreed. this is a compliment. I thought it was the most comic booky episode so far. Agreed. Especially with. Those. And it was less eye rolly dealing with slavery than yeah. Legends of the Lame. It was and because they used aliens. See, it's much and more no palatable. singing and humming. There was no singing and humming. It just, there was no humming. You know, no. No, it just was a well, nice thing about slavers and how terrible that is, and uh, and she just didn't, you know, like she it just was so hard for her to understand, like why would you do right. something like that? That's a super, that's a super people thing to not even right. get it. Yeah. Like why would you, you how how could you do that? To, right, she, she is a bitch though. I mean, she's well, an kind of, She's a saleswoman. It doesn't matter the <laughs> ethics of the, of the thing. It's like roulette is just you already this chick is 
horrible. She's a yeah. horrible person. But yet it's just it's so funny to see just the 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 pain on Supergirl's face when she's like, How could you be so hard like how could you be so horrible? And she's like, Listen, I will I will beat an old lady. I will throw uh oh, a bomb into a school if I want. Like, she doesn't care. Like, this oh, lady is completely immoral, and it's it just goes against everything that Supergirl is, that she can't even handle it. Like, she does act very well in that when she's so disgusted by her. I got it. Before that's we get... Oh, Becky sorry. thing. I'm sorry. That's, that's a Becky thing. That's yeah. a how can you people do this? Okay? Yes. yes okay, you may... <laughs> how could she... I just wanted to shout out that her helper there, James Urbaniak, or I'm sorry, Urbaniak, you know, the guy with the glasses at the blood test center? Yeah. That's Dr. Venture. Is it really? Yes, it is. He's the voice of Dr. Venture on the Venture Brothers, Dr. Venture's Venture. That's your thing, man. That's my favorite cartoon, or one of my favorite cartoons of all time. Oh, I own me too, definitely. Did the alien from Enemy Mind to you guys, or no? Yeah, yeah, but they also kind of... Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, he totally did, yeah, he totally did. He's yeah, Louis Gossett Jr. Like, broken English. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's like every Native American in every old Western, and I'm like, oh, Yeah, God. totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. And I knew Why he was Lewis, going back there. Louis Gossett Jr. is still there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> anyway. He is. Well, he's got, he had that baby, so, you know. Oh, yeah, he got backpack baby, too. Oh, we haven't got we know we haven't got the backpack baby yet. That's coming up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so everything's fine in in uh, Supergirl land. Kara's kind of bored and taking out bank robbers, and Alex and Maggie are, are having their their uh, uh, you know adorable. Now that's mess. a morning. Now that's a morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and and it, well, you know what's cool about it too is that is a. Even though she's late, like Alex is such a late bloomer, but that is like the first time for the fellas, because we're, you know, just for a minute. I don't want to mansplain you, Jerry. But for the fellas, like the first time your girlfriend kind of is wearing your shirt, you wake up in the morning with her, you're out, you're like, you've moved out, you you know, like you're on your own, you you, yeah. get, you don't have to hide your sex, the sex you're having anymore. Nope. It's yeah. a happy feeling, right? It's a cute, it's a cute, it was a cute it's, moment, yeah. It's a cute moment, your first cute moment. It's like, damn, ooh, she's she's wearing my t-shirt. Sex again, and my mama not gonna knock on the door. I don't have to hide her. Her father's not gonna shoot me. This is awesome. Being a grown-up is awesome. Like that was her whole thing, and it was it was fun to see her. Like this is her moment. She's growing very quickly. Yeah. Now she's 22. Like, oh, we took her back when she, you know, was gee golly, gee willikers, and now she's, yeah, okay. Yeah, because she's had no growth. Everything has been about, you know, Supergirl. Sure. Everything is Supergirl. Well, no, we're just going to deal with her sister. Well, I know she kind of messes up stuff with Maggie in this episode because she's like, you know, stuff goes wrong with Kara, so she's like, oh, I just knew it. I could never be happy, you know. Blah, Don't blah. get happy. Don't get and then she has to make up with uh, Maggie at the end of the episode. You know, and yeah, she's she like, got to hey. learn a lot about a girlfriend. You, you, it's just yeah. certain things you can't do. No, you can't just... dismiss. You dismiss your girlfriend and think that's gonna be all right with her. No, right. That's not. Ooh, no, no, no. Uh, there's been a rash of missing persons 
in Matrama, in, uh, I'm sorry, National City, and um, Monel and Kara try to go undercover in a blood testing place. Uh, to, all the kids turned out that they all went to. What actually there's going on is they are sending people off to Slaver's uh, this uh, dangerous planet, uh, yeah, and they're uh, sending Lover's humans Lane. there to uh, to uh, be sold into slavery. Um, Karen and Monel fight off the goons that try to throw them into the thing, and then they follow um, the doctor into a portal, and the portal closes behind them, and Slaver's mm-hmm. Moon is under a red sun. Yeah. So no powers. Ain't got no powers. Saw that coming. Uh, Monel is like, dude, we gotta get the hell out of here. But um, Kara's like, no way. We gotta sit. We're gonna. Well, he should have waited. I mean, he should have stayed out of the thing because that's what she told him. She said, "You wait here, and I'm yeah. going in there." Well, she originally says, "You know, go tell my sister to get a strike team." Blah 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 blah. Which was the right thing to do. And instead, he followed her through and was trapped there. So. No, she he totally didn't listen to the plan. If he had stuck to the plan, this wouldn't have happened. So they make their way to the murder castle. They meet an alien named Joe, who Jerry, you know, reminded, like she said, reminded her of the alien from Enemy Mine. Murder castle. What? It just it, it didn't scale all the way through. They skipped the scaling right by the nose ridge, but otherwise it's Enemy Mine. I watch yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Either that or a leftover mask from Deep Space Nine. I thought maybe. Oh, that's, that's true okay. too. <laughs> every yeah, every camp, every camp they had to go to and liberate from the. From the Cardassians look like that. Yep, it did. Yep. And it's not always, it's not, it's derivative, it's not completely the same, but it's a little reminiscent of the Slee Stacks. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. And it kind of reminds yeah. me, but, yeah, if you, kinda, yeah. but if you know the DCU, you know that there are a race of uh, aliens oh. called the Gordanians. Yeah, sure. And they look like that. They have the scales and they have the, yeah, the ridges. Yeah, I know. So I yeah. thought they were kind of going for that, but I totally get your Slee Stack because they have yeah. the bony ridge there in the oh. center. But, oh, and I actually watch Land of the Lost every Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning. Who oh, didn't? Well, no, I'm talking about now. It's on MeTV. Oh. What? Yeah. The... Oh, so it's all about you, huh, Jim? You no, know, it's TV. not. You named it's it after me, no, that's Did the name of the Jim network. Did he just Jim explain something to us? I think no. he Jim explained us. No, that's the name of the network, MeTV. It's like, I think oh. here in Pittsburgh, it's like 11.3 or something. It's like a digital broadcast channel. Oh, I but thought they have like a lot of old, they have the old Batman card, they have the old Batman 66 know. show. I thought he was one of those assholes that like named a network after himself. And stuff. <laughs> I know. I can't no, stand called, people like that. Me, it's just called MeTV. <laughs> they had a really cool uh, uh, tribute to Mary Tyler Moore the other day on that. Channel, oh, Mr. it's like Ryan. it's like all the stuff that used to be on Nick at Night is on MeTV now. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Anyway, we're gonna make it. Exactly. Yeah. Stack. Run for the pylon, Will. Anyway, Monel and uh, uh, Kara give themselves up and get uh, taken in with the rest of the humans. And sure enough, they find Izzy and the prisoners and all that good stuff. Monel is like, "Yeah, how can you be so hopeful or whatever?" And, and Kara, yeah, like, this sucks. And Kara's right. like, Kara's like, dude. Man up, you know, these these people need yeah. us to be helpful because we're going to get out of here, you know. Um, meanwhile, Alex, you know, they trace back to, to, to Kara to where she is on this gate. And then uh, Alex is you know, telling Wynn that she needs she needs him on this mission. Wynn got a sock to the eye while playing um, second fiddle to Guardian. He got like a black eye, so he's having a little bit of PTSD in this episode. Uh, but he goes, I, he has some great moments, though, because once he goes to the alien planet, he's like, saying, he's like, I'm in outer space. I'm 
and <laughs> they tell him so over and over. Right. And then later he's like, I'm not the red shirt. I'm not the red shirt. I'm not the red shirt. <laughs> he was right. He was right to think that. Come on. The scientist left all alone with no guards. Come That's on. right. Right. I left all alone. So anyway, um, just as uh, Kara and uh, is is inspiring the rest of the uh, humans to, to rise up and they kind of break away from their slavers, Alex is breaking into the place. As they're breaking out, they all meet together, and then they they see a Dominator from, and this is good continuity, you know, the Dominator is from Invasion or whatever. And there's a scene where as they're making their escape, Monel is like leading, is at the back of the pack, and he's leading everyone through, and they're about to shoot him like right in the head, and one of the Dominators stops him, stops the guard, and says, you know, tells the guard not to harm him, and then bows. What do you think out. that's about? Here, hmm? for some reason, what is he? Who is he? We need to know. But yeah. does he know who he is? <laughs> Probably, I would think he. I would say, yeah, I would guess yes. <laughs> yeah. So the Dominators like bow to Monel. Um, they reunite with Alex. They fight their way out. They have this really cool solar energy bond that gives uh, Supergirl her powers long enough to save everybody. They all make it back to Earth, and they leave Roulette and the Doctor trapped in the, slaver, in the cell on Slaver's Moon. Back on Earth, Alex fixes things with Maggie, and then Maggie tells her that she figured out that Kara is Supergirl. Which finally, <laughs> finally we get a fictional character that has, like, deductive reasoning for the job type of right. character. <laughs> yeah, the, I like how she, you know, even mentions, you know, the glasses, like, the glasses don't really work. No, they don't. Do anybody else but characters in the show that are the closest people in the in her life? <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Monel visits Karen in her apartment. They have a moment that's like way too cute, and Monel says he wants to be a superhero like her because she inspired him. Mm-hmm. Back a little on piece the of shit. I don't <laughs> trust him. I don't trust I them. Don't. You saw what those I don't either. I, you I saw agree. what those aliens did. I am, and they said, hey, "Don't touch him." I am on your side. The you very, the very end of the episode. Said, don't touch him. I think it's even more insidious. I think this dude is uh, is one of the people that condemned his planet. I think <gasps> he made a deal to get away. Yeah, it didn't feel like it felt like, they were re- felt like it was reverence. It didn't feel like you can't touch him because he's wanted or whatever. It felt like it was no, like... No, he was bowing to him like he was a... Pr- I think he's a prince Right, it was reverence. Now... got to be some... Because she mentioned... Well, she mentioned... They mentioned <laughs> earlier in the episode, Supergirl mentions that Daxum did have some slaves. Yeah. Right? So the Dominators are, might be the ones who sold them those slaves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So that might be why they they bowed to him. I don't know. I think he picks planets. I think he I think he suggested. I think he goes to places for them and picks planets. Yeah. Mm-mm. Not there yet. I think kind he's, of, I, yeah. I am a little I mother. Think, I think he's royalty. Kind of like a silver surfer. Right, he could be royalty, or, but I still so, think that he's I still think that he sold out his planet though to survive. The the two there were like two little stinger epi- uh, in this episode. One was uh, Kara turning in her her story about the missing girl, uh, this eight thousand word uh, uh, piece or whatever. And then after she leaves, Snapper Carr, who has been nothing but an irascible sob since he's been Asshole. introduced, yeah. like Lee. After she leaves, he goes, "Way to go, Danvers." Mm-hmm. Something like that. So he's like actually begrudgingly starting to like her. He's still a dick. Jimmy's still a dick. 
Yeah, I didn't want to even mention the Guardian stuff in this episode. Just well, he, not even yeah. just the Guardians, but even the story where she's like, you know, like she's doing her story and he's writing his thing about how, oh, the, you know, like I wrote a story about how great Guardian is. And I wrote a story about story Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and makes him actually do his story. He pretty much made that guy uh, publish his story. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, the episode, the final stinger is uh, these two hooded figures that were in the mid-season finale, they show up on Slaver's Moon, and James Abraniak is there, you know, the doctor, and he tells them that mon is on Earth, and then they disintegrate him. Oops. I give this episode an A. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Uh, I, I love the the alien stuff. I love the comic bookiness of it all. I love the joy, the, uh, the the joy of it all, or as uh, Jerry would say, the joyfulness. Uh, I give this episode an A. I liked it a lot. I agree with you. It's a definite A. Um, so much good stuff. I mean, between the action and and all the little side stories going on, minus the Guardian stuff, like you said, uh, definitely one of the better episodes of the season so far. I'm also going A before Daryl pollutes it with some kind of cynicism that we hadn't thought of beforehand to block for him. <laughs> Don't you woman explain me, Jerry? Don't you woman explain me? I really just did. I just explained you. Oh no, my it was goodness. It was really, really joyful though. I was like smile from like like the top of your you know, it was just like awesome. Yes. Go ahead, Daryl, shit on it. Well, before I was woman-splained just now, you know, I think I need to have my own little march about the menses, because we're just getting splained now, I guess. Finish, but, uh, but I give it a few I give it a sausage march. I give it a B plus, because okay. uh, I enjoyed it. It was it was cool. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it's not an episode that's going to be memorable, that's going to stick out, so I'm not going to make it an A. It's not an A for me, uh, but it is... But it was a solid B. Uh, you know, I still in, enjoy the Alex going through her journey and, and growing in a new relationship. And, uh, you know, I did, and Supergirl being Supergirl, I mean, uh, she does it so well anyway. that She's she's already got her character down, right. packed. And it was just cool to see her inspiring, doing Supergirly stuff, even when, you know, other people would be like, we are going to die. And she just wouldn't <laughs> give up. You know, like, it was... It was cool. Like it was, it was cool action. The the, the bomb. Only the, okay, okay. I, there is one thing that bothered me a little bit. Martian. I don't see Martian Manhunter the way that he is set up to just be like, oh, it's on that planet. Nah, I, I can't live in that kind of atmosphere. I'm out. Like, I I would like at least have a scene where he's like, well, maybe I can put on a suit and go out. Like maybe I can put on some type of hazmat suit. And go out there, and then Alex or somebody saying to him, "No, you can't, because you will die." Like, no, we'll figure out another way to do this. But there was no kind of like fight with him. He was just like, "Oh, okay, yeah, okay, I can't do it. Can't help her." Right? Like, what do we know of him? Like, he he'll sacrifice himself in a heartbeat. Like, I, I just would have liked to have seen a little bit of his. They probably didn't have time and didn't think about it, but it. Would have been nice to see a little bit of a scene of him like going, All right, I'm going in. Like I don't care. I'm going in to save her and 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 he didn't, you know, didn't get me that scene. Sorry, let me get a drink of water here. 
I will allow it. Thanks. That's very nice of you. See what she do? You see what these women is doing? I now? know. I know. They get a bark, and then you see how they treat I us know. now. I know. Damn. Hey, it was pretty funny. Pat Oswald had this uh, hashtag. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. She man, she gonna woman explain you again. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, but but based off the fact that you said woman explain, it just so oh. happens in history some things happened this you know this past week, these past two weeks. Right, herstory, history, the whole thing. Herstory. Hello. Her Hello. <laughs> I can't do it to save my life. Hello. 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 That's it. Yeah. Hello. You say you want. <laughs> okay so no just because of where we're at all of us in this you know grand scheme of facebookedness and aware of everything that's going on do you think maybe we needed supergirl to be joyful so we could finally be joyful and daryl was like oh it was okay i mean it was good it was a b and he gushed a little so i kind of didn't believe his b but <laughs> like maybe he's so explaining me again. Go ahead, go ahead. You didn't say hey, you didn't sell me on your B either, there, uh, Daryl. So I agree with her. You were gushing. You were gushing. Gave me the bees. Hey, if you said it's a B, it's a B. Mm-hmm. I give you the bees, all right. I come Put over there and give it. you another B. Put a B face. on it. <laughs> Put a B right on it. No, but I'm saying, do you think because of the world climate right now, and we're so hyper aware that that's actually affecting our mind states? We're going into watching these shows or living our lives. No, because I, I I'm critical anyway. I, I I'm always critical of writing. Said I gave you it out because you're Daryl. But do yeah. you think the rest of us are so kind of dismayed with society? Maybe we needed this Supergirl. Oh, I'm Maybe sure you're all broken. You're all broken now. Wow. The darkness I, affecting you all. I'm perfectly well adjusted with what's going on in society today. That's because you're high. Me too. I was being sarcastic or facetious, oh, I know you if you will. If you, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that. I know you are. I was trying to ask maybe the people we are right now and the people we're always – Becoming has an effect on how we view these shows. I'm sure you regular humans are affected well, by these dark times. Regular human. Everybody <laughs> views everything through their own point of view, through their own eyes. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's those of us that see things for how they are and how they should be. And then there's those with their alternative facts and cynicism like Daryl. So. Right. But it's like. Do you think maybe he's right? Maybe it's actually a B show? Because that B is a big rating for him for Supergirl. And maybe we're just finally seeing some little glimmer of light and we're like clinging to it. You know, mm-hmm. like. So you might be reading a little <laughs> too much into it. <laughs> did I, did I <laughs> the part where I, was I mean, Supergirl maybe has we need always. To explore this. Daryl, Daryl, tell well, us about Supergirl your has always. I mean, Supergirl has, has had writing problems we've talked about it before story problems sometimes like they do some stuff really great and then they do there's just logistical stuff and sometimes they forget their own their own continuity that they've made for the show to get things done to rush an up you know to get an episode done eventually they kind of shortcut it sometimes and then there's little things here and there that's, yeah, that's but the this writing one problem. had a world-class director that they brought in for it. That don't matter. It's still, uh, I mean, it, I mean, it's Kevin Smith, but you still work with what you got. I mean, oh, maybe not world-class, but nerd-class director. Yeah, but nerd-class don't mean great. It just means he just likes the material too. It's just, I mean, that really doesn't, you know, mean it's going to be 
you know, excellent. Like we said when we did the uh, rankings of things we liked, I wanted I want shows written, I want stronger written shows, right? Yeah. It's not. Yep. I, I think we shouldn't just give shows a pass because they make us feel good. If if we know there's like there's it, they're writing story issues with it. I mean, yeah, I have to say it. I don't I don't want to give it a pass just because. You know, I like well, the actors and stuff. I mean, you gotta gotta call it out. You got if you see it, you gotta call it out. It was the best DC show of the week. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, well, I don't know. Gotham and Lucifer were really good because Gotham was pretty good. Gotham was pretty strong. But I guess I'm, I guess I'm just thinking from the CW standpoint. Oh, you're talking about with the superhero stuff? Then yeah, yeah, I would say yeah. But if you're talking about overall DC, I would, I would have to give it to Gotham. It was a strong week this week. Okay. Let's move on to The Flash. Yeah, We're debating ourselves. When they add another show, this we'll never get this stuff done. I'm, sorry, I'm, try, I'm trying to move it along, man. <laughs> I'm so, no, it's our fault. I'm not, not, not going to stop people from talking on a podcast. Pull this though. podcast it, over. <laughs> it is so our fault. We'll I mean, never we see Wally World at this rate. Uh, <laughs> the episode's called yeah. Borrowing Problems from the Future. Yeah. Uh, episode 10, Season 3, for those following along at home. Uh, we have Barry having a nightmare about Savitar murdering Iris again. Iris knows something is up. Barry's hiding it from her, but lo and behold, there's a fire. Always and, a fire. <laughs> him and Kid Flash go to save the... They save Greg Gunberg uh, from the fire. I'd have left him, though. <laughs> I know, but he's being a total dick in the precinct later. He's like, yeah. what do we need two flashes? You know, what's this kid flash? What's his deal? He's, I mean, uh, you didn't try to like, save me. Hello, somebody I mean, just pulled your fat ass out of a fire. Yeah. You almost died, you uh, asshole. Your fat ass was crying, and I'm a fat ass, but I surely wouldn't be mad when someone <laughs> I wouldn't saved be mad if somebody saved my ass I'd from be, a fire. I'd be, thank I'd you be like, much. you want a sandwich? You can I get you something. Pull over! Anything. Turn. Which which I like the action of this opening and everything, but the the right before that the the nightmare and then him waking up uh, next to Iris the whole thing I I got really bummed right there because I thought you know after we did our ranking show the other day I was like oh shit we're gonna go a whole other episode of him just keeping everything from everybody and burning up his insides and can't take it that's why I'm so glad. How this episode unfolds. I know, but I'm just saying. I, at this moment in you the show, insert I'm this like, when we get to that point. Insert this point then. Just hold okay. it. Okay, I will. <laughs> All right. You ain't the boss of me. I'm just saying. Just suggesting. HR is trying to turn the museum, uh, the Star Labs, into a museum for the public. Yeah. We try to get paid though. It's not doing too well so far. He's hired a woman who doesn't speak English, and has a Cisco hologram that doesn't work. Yeah, put a wall around that place. Do <laughs> I like how and learn the ways of science. Science. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. How a little can shot. you make Thomas Cisco Goldie. sound awkward? Yeah. Like, uh, I am Francisco. Uh, Caitlin goes to Julian uh, for help about her metahuman problem, but the first time she goes to see Julian, he's a total dick and shuts her down. You what mean he's just being himself? Yes. Right. Okay. Later, he apologizes to her, realizes he's being a dick. And for some reason, Caitlin 
uh, offered him a spot on Team Flash. How the hell? What the, I told you she liked that damn douche. Yeah, I don't know why. It's like I don't any, get it. It's like she Caitlyn's there to date any guy on the show who doesn't. I mean, and think about it. You have Caitlyn come see you at your job, yo. That's Caitlyn, too, man. You ain't going to be mad no more. I'll be mad at my job. I'll be mad. I'll be mad. I hate my job, right? I'll be mad. Caitlyn, come see me at my job. I ain't mad no more. What's Caitlyn? Right? What you need? (laughs) I I tell my supervisor, be quiet. (laughs) Adults is talking. What you need? Don't you see Caitlyn's here? (laughs) I'm saying, Caitlyn's here. What do you need? They have a good actress. Uh-huh. They have a good character. Uh-huh. They have. I. I. I just don't get. They've really not written her well, or they've really wasted that character because they. They don't know if they got an issue with like they don't know how to write women having a life. If they're not, for some reason there's an issue where they have a hard time writing. If you're not in a not in a, some type of romantic entanglement. It's like they feel like they don't know what to do with you. They put well, you in the corner. I get it is the CW, but still. Uh, Except yeah. for like Cisco has not like, and that's my and and I can go by when people say I might be a little unfair to the show. But if you think about Cisco, he only had one lady, two ladies that he really would he dealt with like Hawk Girl. And before that, he has a little, you know, back and forth with um, Lisa Snart. Lisa Snart, right? But they don't write him as just doing just ridiculous idle stuff. They give him things to do. Right. right? Right. They give him things. He interacts with Barry. He he has he gets into arguments with HR, and which they have that and that 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 type of relationship where they go back and forth with each other all the time. But they give him things to do. Caitlyn, it's like, oh, this is a woman. We have to like hook her up. I have to have her act like she likes this dude, as opposed to she made out like, with Zoom. She's Ew. a scientist, right? Like opposed to this, this woman is brilliant, right? This is a brilliant scientist. I don't need this shit with her feeling like she's helpless. I don't know what to do. I can't get rid of these powers. Help me, help me. That's bullshit. I I call it. I will call it out because I do think it's a failing with some of the writing to put her in this position. Because if this was, if she was a man, I don't think we would have gotten her being like she would have been written this way. I think she would have been written as more of a fighter. And it's a tend they tend to do the opposite with the female characters, and that's a pro that's a problem with writing. I think it, it is. It's probably a TV problem as well. But when TV has been stepping up in the last couple of years, you got to get your shit. You got to get your game up. Like the CW can't just sit on it just because we like these superheroes and they're pleasant and stuff. You got to strengthen up the writing, especially for women. Like you got to get it together. Like did, with mean, all these female I mean, characters. Come have, on, man. Jessica Jones set the bar very high. You got to get it together. well-written female characters. You know what I mean? You got to get it together. You can't like. Yeah. Having her just be the I do not like Caitlin written as just this mopey, sad this woman is brilliant. Like I, I cannot if you rewatch season one, this yeah. is not a damsel. This woman is freaking She brilliant. should be a Mary Sue, not a damsel. 
yeah, she should be working in the museum on things and helping out. And she's like, oh, Cisco, this is cool and all. But uh, I'm going to figure out, I'm going to get my own freaking battery and do something with it. Like, I'll build my own shit. Why do I really? need you to do it? Yeah. You're not she a victim. Right. She's just a victim. That's, that's all she's been this That season. bothers me. It does bother me. Too. Like, why would you, like, cut it that I mean, you didn't even show the evolution of that happening. If we're going to talk all about this character, I, I want to I address the, the problem that I have with the character, which is that why couldn't she just have her powers and not the split personality? I have no idea. You know, why, why can't she just use her powers for good? I mean... I don't know. Like, yeah, everybody else, control your own powers. Like, everybody... Again, the same nonsense. Everybody else has gotten these powers, Wally included, right? Yep. Somehow they could use their powers and they're fine. Right? But she can't. Yeah. Why? Because Caitlin gets it. She turns into, I can't control myself. It's just, it, like, that is an irking thing. And it's a CW thing because it, I think also Laurel, evil Laurel, has, it's the same issue. Where I'm gonna, it's, I'm, this is going to be the shortest era recap ever, dude, because that episode yeah, just made me mad. The whole episode yeah, just made like, me so, mad. Uh, yeah, they have proper, I like... Comic boys, that'll be my... <laughs> And law, I mean, and, and I don't blame it on the, I don't blame it on the actress though because it's not her. She doesn't write no, on material. No, I don't, it's no. it's the writing's fault. It's, it's the writing's writing, fault how absolutely. they write women because they have it. If you're not tangled, if you don't have an emotional entanglement, all of a sudden you become some broken China doll. You know, like the, the where you just can't do anything for yourself. Someone has to save you. Someone has to help you. Even the oh man, when we get to Arrow, boy, I'm gonna tear that ass. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you, man. Well, well, let's get let's get through Flash Last, first. last hmm? podcast or what happened? Oh, yeah, this sorry. is like the most feminist critique I've ever heard I from anyone on the show. No, well, that's I, not true. We've always said that about a lot of the female characters not being right. Right. No, he like yeah. went on the whole rant about the trope and because everything. they keep doing we've it. Say, it. We've been exactly. saying this from jump. We've been saying that the CW me. shows do not. Generally, have strong female characters. They don't write them well. They don't give them enough to do. We've been saying that since before Black Canary died the first time. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. It angers me now because they keep doing it. Anyway, uh, Barry goes to stop a diamond heist, and it turns out it's Plunder, the guy he saw when he jumped to the future, and that caused him to hesitate, and that uh, gets Plunder uh, the chance to escape. Um, Barry talks to HR about whether the future can be changed or not. Um, he gets uh, interrupted by their their chat. Uh, his chat with HR gets interrupted by Plunder, who's robbing a hotel this time. Barry tries to keep Wally out of the situation because he's trying to take care of it, you know this this whole future thing himself. But Wally takes the decision out of his hands and uh, rises on the scene and saves Barry from being killed by Plunder's fancy gun. It is fancy gun. <laughs> Um, Team Flash is excited about Plugger's capture. Barry goes off on Wally for some reason. Everybody's like, whoa, dude, call yeah, me how Yeah, he becomes a dick for a minute. He's like, oh, what are you doing that stuffy? So, um, Julian shows up. He accepts Caitlin's offer, and that comes as a surprise to the rest of the team since she didn't tell him about it. Mm-hmm. And then when they're uh, they have this little meeting, Caitlin's like, you know, he needs he I need his help, and he needs friends, and I can't this, do this myself. I can't do oh. it myself. Ah. Help me, help ah. me. So this chat decide tells you know lets Barry know it's time to come clean himself. So he takes Iris into the uh, the time vault, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and tells him tells her exactly what happens. Glad to see that. And that was a good scene. I thought that scene was well acted. I thought that was very well. Well Very done, well. well acted. Both, both uh, you know, her, uh, Candace Patton and Greg Custer were really mm-hmm. good in that scene. Again, Iris. Point. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say this. This was the point where I was like, "Thank you." Now he's. T-. And then I was like, "Please just tell the rest of the team and let's move forward." Mm-hmm. And when they say they're going to, that's when I was like, "Yes." Yeah. And you know what? And like Iris has, they've leveled up Iris, and they're writing her better, right? The writing her more like she was in the comic. In the comic, she's yes. very capable. She's a, yes. like a partner, an equal partner in everything. She she's involved, yes. you know. Yes. She's not, you know, like off in the sidelines or whatever. So and it's like putting you, her in front and center. Right, and and it's like you, it's like they have to write one woman just weak. Like when they when uh, Caitlin was written a little bit stronger and had more to do. The Iris was the bother. Like she was the one coming in and just being in the way. Right. And now that Iris is coming up and and really, you know, they're really strengthening her character. Now we got the same thing with. Now we got to do that with Caitlin again. It's like ah. Barry tells the whole team what the hell happened in the future. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they decide to use the vibe machine to go to that. Um, so Cisco vibes Barry to that future, so yes. they can check out the headlines on the news report. They figure out which events they need to change to stop Iris's death. Okay, mm-hmm. so the headlines are: <laughs> the music meister gets a six-figure book deal. Oh, that that is an that is an allusion to the uh, musical episode. Yeah, it's happening crossover with the Flash and Supergirl. It's coming. Um, excited. Central City uh, gets attacked by gorillas. Mm-hmm. Killer Frost oh, is still at large. And um, this time, and this time in the future, they see something different. Though, HR is on top of the roof of right. the building with a rifle, All right. which means that Barry telling them about the future did change the future. So he has hope that they'll be able right. to change it. Exactly. Um, Wally comes downstairs, tells them, pl- tells them Plunder has escaped again. Mm-hmm. Barry figures out that you know if they want to change the future. They he should let Kid Flash have this one because instead of the future that the Flash you know took him down, um, oh. and he you know just, he he tells uh, you know tells Wally that he trusts him you know he's sorry that he came down on him and, he, and all this other stuff and Kid Flash saves the day he gets chant he gets people chanting his name in the street and taking you know uh, selfies and stuff with him or whatever. The best parts of the episode I think for me best parts of the episodes are the Wally and Barry in the field. Right. The best. Yeah. Right. Like when yeah. they're at the fire and he's about to open the door, he said, "No, mm-hmm. you know, that door. If you open it, you're going to suck in all the air, and it's going to make everything a hundred times worse." Yeah. Oh, like that stuff. Yeah. I it like was you know, flash fact kind of reminder right. of you know. Totally. Totally. Um, Cisco comes around and helps HR realize his dream of opening the museum, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of cool. Like he gets like kids in there and he redoes the uh, hologram yeah. of himself and stuff. And I, I just miss HR being smart. Yeah, like a scientist said. smart. I, I miss right. that interaction yeah. with him and Cisco. I mean, I kind of like this a little bit, but I like the other better. Yeah. And after HR gives a heartwarming speech, Gypsy lands on Earth through a portal, intent on finding HR. Uh oh. You see your Gypsy. Okay. Um... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Well, I mean, 
Gypsy the, TV podcast of this year goes to the restaurant. Here, the restaurant we owned was called Gypsy Cafe. Okay, that's so, right. It was the Gypsy. I know the, that the Gypsies and the Rom and the Romany have a have a, uh, have a special place in my heart. So, yeah, okay, the that. Flash that season there. three episode I, ten. I, huh? I went with Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. I was going to go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, well, I know. I can't go that high. I know. Oh, Okay, <laughs> so barring problems from the future, season three, episode ten. I give this a B. This was solid. It was good. Yeah, yeah. I was happy they cut through what could have been something that lasted a long, 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 long time. Like, uh, like Chubb was saying, yeah. if you kept that from the group, that what he saw in the future and everything. I'm glad they yep. just cut to the chase. And he was like, "All right, you know, this is what I saw." And he came clean with them. That was awesome. Um, it was. I, I really that. appreciated oh that God. quite a bit. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. I give it a B overall. Yeah, I give it a B minus. It was, it was, it, it. I mean, we already spoke about the issues that I do have with the episode, but overall, the Barry and and uh, Wally stuff is strong, and I like their new mission at working together as a team, as opposed to uh, I hold this secret for a very long time until it can't, you know, until I have to tell you. I like that they shared it, and now they worked it out as a group. Everybody has their sciences, and everyone has their you know their their place in the in how we're going they're going to do this thing right i like that I team flash that. yeah yeah i agree i i'm i'm on board with a b as well and uh i mean for all the reasons said um something else i was thinking about too was you know with what they know about the coming 4 months and those headlines and everything else and what Barry saw mm-hmm. You, you got to wonder that what brings Savitar back. You got to wonder, you know, about that headline with Killer Frost. What could have caused that? And now they've brought Julian into the fold, who was alchemy by Salvatar. And now they've turned over, or Cisco's kind of turned over, helping Caitlin fix her Killer Frostness. So to him, so Frostness. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, you know, it's a rare disease, but I'm just saying is, is it's all <laughs> the building blocks for this is the inside job that's going to blossom out into what's going to screw everything over. So I still that's, think that's, that sounds like the worst perfume ever. Alchemy yeah. by Savitar. <laughs> totally. Stranger <laughs> from... Please don't spray me with that as I walk through the store. No. Man. Please don't. You know what? If I want to smell like douche, I'll just uh, spray on Axe. I'll just get my own. Alchemy by Savitar. Okay. Legends of Tomorrow, Season 2, Episode 9, Rangers of the Lost Mm. Art. OMG on this whole episode. (laughs) Okay. Let's see, where am I going to start here? I don't know. All right, well, first, there's a, let's get the one subplot out of the way with mm-hmm. Mick and the Doctor, okay? Mick tells uh, Stein what's going on with him seeing Snart. Fix me. Fix me, you're a doctor. Uh, that's not how this works, Mick. <laughs> yeah, but don't tell anybody. Um, he, uh, he finds, like, a piece of metal left in his head from when he was Kronos. But uh, even dealing with that did not take away the the you know the the hallucinations because he thinks that they're a manifestation of his own guilt and stuff. So right. 
Um, we see what happened on the Wave Rider at the very end. Of, I guess it would have been the end of season one. Uh-huh. When they stopped the torpedo in uh, the Bay of New York, or in New York Harbor, I guess, or wherever he's supposed to be. I'm not even sure. All right, just die already. So instead of dying, he gets thrown around the ship Star Trek style. He, um... Gets the rest Come on! Of the... Right. He takes yeah. this. He takes a piece of wood out from like his uh, little hand solo chest underneath his chair or whatever. <laughs> I got chair. wood too, but that never saved me. There was an actual piece of wood. Oh. And then he electrocutes himself after powering Gideon down. <laughs> Seems to be a staple of shows. Just sure. electrocute yourself. I So. Uh, the legends are off to Los Angeles, 1967. They find an aberration there that leads them to Merlin and Dark, who are looking for the Spear of Destiny. Um, they know where it is now because they have both amulets. Is that nice? Mm. Yes, that's so nice. <laughs> because the amulets are actually a secret map to the Spear of Destiny. So, that's, Yeah, it's glorious. That's beautiful, glorious. <laughs> So the legends have to stop the Legion of Doom, and they, he, there's a weird moment in this, and Nate is like, "That's why I'm calling him because they're from a Hanna mm-hmm. Barbera cartoon as I had as a kid." That was yeah. very meta, and then also just uh, they way overused it for like the next two minutes. Like yeah, oh, Ray, Ray kept saying it, it and he's like, "I'm not," said. and then Katie Lots is like, "I'm not calling him that." Uh, yeah. But it was probably said a dozen times in like a two, three minutes. Oh, my goodness, or, yeah. If it wasn't, it felt like it. Too much, man. Too much. Really. So, so anyway, they go to um, find uh, Rip Hunter, who's actually uh, like somehow erased his own mind and thinks he's a dude named Phil. And there's this like knockoff of... The legends, um, like the, the <laughs> screenplay side. he wrote has like a fake Vandal Savage in it. So, and it um, Rip represent there. He's a film director. He's written a screenplay about a guy named Rip. So he's like basically all the repressed memories he had of the legends. He is turned into a screenplay, mm-hmm. and his prop master happens to be George Lucas <sighs> with the fakest beard. What was up with that? It was almost like a parody. Like I thought it was like well, I thought it was like was SNL for a minute. Master, so like, was he putting on a prop beard for? Yeah, when but he can't, one a couple of years later. I mean, but like, I don't know. Why don't you just hire somebody with a beard and exactly their own beard and stuff? It, it's not hard to do. I think they were trying to really make it clear that this was Hollywood, and not real life. Mm. I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt because this, you know, Supergirl was really good this week. So. Kind of leveled it out for you. So anyway, they try to they related or no? Pretty sure. They find Rip Hunter. He has no memory of the legends at all. He thinks he's a dude named Phil. He kind of fights them and then fights um, uh, the Legion of Doom at the same time, and then they all scatter as the cops show up and George Lucas gets scared and runs away. Uh, when they get back on the ship, they start having to do some sciency or history type stuff. But Ray and Nate, for some reason, can no longer do sciency or history type stuff. 
because their inspiration was taken away. Uh, Ray was inspired by Star Wars. Nate was inspired Uh-oh. by inspired by Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. So they have to go back in time and con- or back to 1967 in L.A. and convince George Lucas to stay in film school. Goddamn bros. I they swear. butterflied the crap out of this episode. Oh, my goodness, man, with these bro oh. shit with them, too. So not only the fake beard and everything, but they have to go back now for George Lucas. Of course, um, God forbid. So ridiculous. They smuggle uh, uh, Rip into the ship, and so shit, you know, Rip's like kind of freaking out because this is all stuff he, um, you know, he written about in his story or whatever. There's a really cool scene with John Barrowman and Neil McDonough where they're in an elevator together. Yes, <laughs> yeah. like waiting, like kind of twiddling their thumbs in that one mm-hmm. three second scene. They get there like a uh, second too late in the, for them to get off uh, with Rip or whatever. Um, so they go back and they convince George Lucas to go back into film school. They get chased by the other Legion of Doom guys into a trash compactor. <sighs> okay. And uh, end up uh, fighting their way out away from the Legion of Doom. George Lucas goes back, has to believe in himself to direct or else they're going to die. So they're in the trash compactor and they're yelling, you got to believe, George. you got to believe in yourself. That made my balls. That made my balls ache. It made your balls ache. It made my balls ache because it was so bad. I groaned so much watching that that, that scene. It was just so dumb. You might want to see a doctor about that, Daryl. I'm just just uh, saying, that's not normal. It was a kick in the balls. I hated it. Hate it! Do me a favor. What? Can you click your heels together and say some things for me? Say my name, Treyu. Say just, my name. There's no play. All you had to you you could have done it all along, Daryl. I know. I know. I could have done it all along. They're yelling at him. They're yelling at things. I'm sorry. There's no place like home. Yeah, I know. Say you'll make movies and believe in yourself. And what do you believe really want? And then he screams, I want to direct. Yes. I and want to be they, a director. And when they do, when they do that, uh, Nate gets his powers back and they're able to stop the computer. I'm powerful again. I have my suit. And I can Ray's got his turn to suit. Amaya gets her totem back from Merlin, who I guess ripped it off from her earlier. Yeah, yeah. Hold up, hold up. This is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't give a shit about these Star Wars movies. She hadn't even watched them. She was dead before these movies even came out, right? Right. Why the hell would she stop learning how to fight? How would she... How did she forget how to fight? Because mother effing... Uh, Dude forgets that he he doesn't do Star Wars. What the hell does that got to do with her? Nothing. Not a day. Why do you have to weaken her? No, like it's just so dumb. a catalyst. You never know. What? Not a damn thing. Because I'm alien. And, and, and that. And that. Unrelated at the same damn time. And that and that uh, you're not supposed to be able to touch that necklace to rip it off like that. It's magically protected. It's supposed to be. You just don't be. You just don't rip it off. If that was the case, everybody would just do that when they fight her. Yep. <laughs> It's magically grafted to her. Yeah, I did it. Well, she's supposed to be like the the host of it, right? Like she's, yeah, she's the, only the host one who can of it. Use it. Yeah. You can't you can't rip it off of her. She has to take it off. That's the whole point of when they have issues with her. It was in the cartoon too. That it was in the CW cartoon. Yep. Dummies. Mm-hmm. 
Go back and watch your own damn cartoon, CW. Yeah, you you established mm-hmm. this shit, man. This is your continuity, not mine. <laughs> I didn't make it up. I didn't write are, it down. Are we are we to given the grade part, or is there still more of this to truck through? Well, there's just a little bit left. There's um, okay. the Eobard Thon takes off with Rip Hunter. They get away, and then there's a scene with Usher and Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> when they, they have a talk, and the... he gives her like a pep talk or whatever, and then. Sarah's like, is that a promise? And Jack says, that's a prophecy. Prophecy. I'm like, what the... Oh, sorry. You know what I wanted? (laughs) He was. He was like the magic Negro. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I wanted him to spin, and then a hat appears on his head, and a... did we just like Facebook about this? The magical Negro? Yes. Yeah. When I was watching Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, yeah. I made Noel watch it because he had never seen it before, and he was like, "Oh, this is gonna suck." But it was so good. He was like, "I don't even like the Beatles." First of all, I'm like, "I will kill you." Then I was like, "It's not the Beatles." I agree. He's like, "No, it's a, no, it is the Beatles." Yeah, it's the Beatles. Well, do you like the Bee Gees? Do you like the Bee Gees? I love the Bee Gees. Like, yeah, I like the Bee Gees. You have to like this movie. You have to like this movie. So I made him watch it. And at the end, I was like, how did I not know in all my, my literature experience, my, what do you call it, a useless English degree, huh? that the, that the, my first encounter with the magical Negro was the weather vane dude. Oh, uh, let's see. just hated all wasn't the bad that, stuff. No, wait a minute. Wasn't the weather vane dude Billy Preston? Yes. Who was actually considered by many to be the fifth Beatle because he played piano on uh, Lady Madonna, he played piano on Get Back, like the whole Let It Be. But in this, so, played, but in this construct, is he not the quintessential in my little childhood movie watching illiterate head, the Magical Negro? He was the Magical Negro. Totally, probably, yeah. Every, I mean, she was dead. She was gone. There was no strawberry fields. That she wasn't gonna happen. He, he slid in. He slid in and and oh. said his words, and then she was uplifted, and then he slid on back out, and it was done. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right. I'm done. Trope filled episode. Yeah, I didn't understand why Jack said the whole thing about that's a prophecy. I'm like, that's, that's are you are you soothsayer now? I mean, what the hell? Yeah, that's, that's prophecy. Yeah, I look at my eyeballs, are you like, gonna go real, consult bro. the oracle? What, what's going on here? What the f- yes, like the Wachowskis in here somewhere. Like, what's going on here? Let's pick a trope and stick to it. Well, it's like they decide to just do a giant dump truck load of fan service yes it just overloaded it to the oh point that it, of ridiculousness on a television show which Wait, is the weakest link of of the cw universe right now as far as the television yeah. shows go so you, what do you do you do another stupid episode and you get ridiculous with it you know I and i know hate what they were thinking when they yeah. came up with the concept and the ideas for this episode but it was ridiculous and if it weren't for the fact that i watched this show because it's part of that little universe <laughs> and we do this podcast yeah, can, can, i can would we, no longer whoa, 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 be whoa, whoa, in a group your can blood pressure your blood pressure chuck so i am telling you right second. now rant this evening i want to just say that i have to give it an f because there is no lower grade than an f but it gets an f it it gets a outright f because this was just started this podcast on friday right okay i have said my piece i'm going to go find my blood pressure amen all right okay then so one f duly noted (laughs) 
Make that a two. Can I submit my grade after that? Because I feel like mine took a F A F. Mine is mine F. Okay. Mine is covered. I got you covered. I think our audience knows what that means. Oh, I hope so. They could F your couch. It's F is F. I give it zero magical ushers. That's what I said. Zero ushers. I give zero ushers. He's not going to be spinning off that. Zero ushers. will be nowhere around. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll give it a D, and I'll tell you why. This is goofy as hell, dude. That's why I dug it. I'm ready to receive your D. It was goofy as hell, and I can't believe that Warner Brothers, who do not, like, own Star Wars or Disney Uh or anything like that, like, went with George Lucas as, like, their Mm -hmm. thing, you know, and, like, to make all these comments and stuff about George Lucas, and I couldn't believe they could get away with it, you know, without him, like, no, you know, don't use my likeness, you know, all this other stuff. Yeah, but, but um, he actually kind of likes that stuff when people do that. He's yeah. participated he in that. Yeah, but my thing is, you are doing a goddamn TV show, okay? Uh, that oh, fan yeah. service is fine. Listen, I cannot stand fan service sometimes because yeah. people use it. But you are a fan. People overdo fan. it. Like, people no. overdo the fan service exactly. thing. No, you know what they overdid? Was friggin' Rip Hunter's stupid American accent. Oh, All my God. I, had to, I have to call oh, that man. out. Arthur Darville, I I know he's everybody loves him for what he did in Doctor Who, but that American accent of his is terrible. He destroys this show. I totally, they have written him so badly that I hate that character, and I thought we were free of him. Now, if they're bringing him back, I'm done. I'm, I think I'm done. I think I'll, I'll watch Powerless and take that hit, and y'all can (laughs) watch in Legend of the Lame because I can't f with it no more. I'm like I, I can't. Now you know where I'm at with iZombie. Now you know. Oh, I Zombie's greatness. I, I Zombie is good. I Come is on, that's some good writing right there. Mm-hmm. Come mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm, girl. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. No, I'm just saying no, wait, you know wait. you're right. you're an individual. You don't like that show to the extent that I don't like I Zombie. You know how so, I know I Zombie is good? Prophecy. Oh my god, here prophecy. we go. <laughs> that's a prophecy. <laughs> okay, now, hey, listen, everybody, before we yeah, go into this next one. All right, uh-huh. I want you to take your blood pressure medicine, Chubb. I need everybody to take a big cleansing breath because now we're going to talk about Arrow. Wait, I'm going to pour my wine real quick. Right yeah, get a, get a glass of wine. I, I, I'm going to re-up on some water here, okay? You know how I know we all going to hate this episode of Arrow? Prophecy. <clears throat> Is it prophecy? Is that how you know? <laughs> How y'all doing? Says you want a waffle iron. I got a waffle iron. <laughs> Bring Medea up in this bitch. I want this. I was expecting her to walk up in here in a minute. Hello. Hello. You not crazy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need some church. That's what you need some church. That's all. That's all, Mick. You need to need some church. Don't make me open my bag. Make me open my bag. Where's my hot sauce? Arrow. Season 5, Episode 10. Who are you is the name of the episode. I'll tell you who you are. You're you're an evil Earth 2 version of my ex-girlfriend. Right? (laughs) 
And that's basically the whole episode right there. I just I just knocked it all out for you right there. Felicity Katie was Katie, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Katie, no, first of all, Felicity's boyfriend just got killed like last yesterday. episode, right? <laughs> like yesterday. yesterday. Okay. Right. So Felicity decides to have a party because Laurel Lance is back the next like, what? day. Felicity changes boyfriends every five minutes. I'm done yeah, with Felicity. That's I'm true. sorry. That's true. Hello. Uh, Hello. Hello. Okay, see the her, one. Her the one storyline was not oh. complete yet. That's all that. Oh my god. Yeah, Is the there one Denver story... warts ads that we can drop here? No. <laughs> Maybe we should just start with letter grades because I don't even know. I, I mean, the one. <laughs> Yeah, the one storyline with Laurel is is bad. Oliver thinks it's Laurel, and everybody oh, else, everybody else is like, "You dumbass! It's not Laurel. It's, it's not it's, Laurel. It's an Earth Two version of Laurel. Like everybody I knows it. it." And then she, of course, betrays him. And then mm-hmm. where's it? I mean, I gotta admit, I like her better in the goth getup than I did in the other like suit oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, she looks yeah. a lot better with the like the tr- that trench coat and everything. She looks like uh, an extra from Underworld or something. Right, but he's got to save her. Like, what? Who yeah. the told you you got to save her uh, what does that come from like what what Bad. she's killed Kyle. like okay why don't you go over to barry and ask her how many people she's i was gonna say up? didn't barry like tell oliver hey there's this like double of laurel lance and you know she's from earth too and right. you think they would have like clued her in clued him in and been like you know hey there's a double of your ex-girlfriend you might want to keep an eye out for her. and then she shows up you know you'd think he'd already know about that but he doesn't well somebody knew because felicity sure did she knew. Okay. I guess somebody don't read the the briefings. And I love like when she like um, later when she's like fighting Team Arrow or whatever. Like um, you know, Mad Dog is like just pulls guns out on her and, she, and lets her talk to him for like ten minutes before yeah. she, she screams at him and like knocks him out of the picture. You know? How many times are you gonna just jump up and wait for her to shoot you with her vocal? You know powers? she has the sonic power, right? Let me be in that movie for. Let me be in that show. This episode, Lord, she be dead because you know why? Because I just wait for her to walk past me and I come out and just shoot her in the back. F oh, that I thought you were like shit. like showgirls her. But wow. It, F that hero shit. She's a killer. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm not waiting. If you're gonna, not... you know what? If Wild Dog's gonna pull out guns, shoot for the throat, man. Yeah, man. Like, and I'm not gonna do it while she's staring at me. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to stand there with my guns pointed at her and let her talk for 10 minutes before she hits me with her sonic scream. Like, can she talk out <laughs> of her ass? Loved up. Listen, listen. Loved up she, or... But listen, right. she cannot talk out of her ass, right? So hit her from behind. What is the big deal? I don't understand why you need a dampener because you keep walking into her. Like just... This is the perfect way to show Mr. Terrific's tech that he's perfected it, that it has a reason. I was watching it with, that actually loves Mr. Terrific in this. And oh, I love Mr. Terrific, too. Gonna shoot the dampers, and Not he was happy. So, I, I, I wow. love Mr. Terrific also. I like him. I don't like when he tries to be the superhero. Well, that's exactly, well, well, that's right. exactly what, like, the point of, Matt, of Wild Dog in this episode. You yeah, know, he's right. like, you know, you're better at the tinkering than the fighting. You know, you just that's end up that. getting your ass whooped. Why don't you stick with building stuff that helps us rather than trying to, you know, throw throw hands all over the place? And that was his whole point. And, I t- and that's something we've said before about that character, and I totally agreed, you know. That's not that's terrific. He should not have even been that character. No. I don't know why they had to write him. I don't know why they, of all the characters they could have used in, in DC, of all the characters they could have used, right. you use a tinkerer in there for for that character. You don't use him. 
Like he is not, you know, if you're going to use him that way, that's not Mr. Terrific. That's not the character at all. Like that, that was the thing with, it's not even the thing of, it's not like the comic book and I'm being salty about it. It's the thing of, that's like saying, I'm going to make Superman, I'm going to write Superman into the, into the show, but he won't be Kryptonian. I mean, they wrote Prometheus into the show and he's not Prometheus at all from the comic. No, he's not. But he, it, what, what, even with Prometheus, the, still the thing with Prometheus is he was the anti to one person. Like Batman was his anti, whatever. The, on this one, his his anti whatever is for Arrow. That is that is the person that he's going after. At least with that. But with but with Mr. Terrific, his whole deal was he was so good at everything. That was his deal. Like that was his thing. And he and yet he still he was not. Uh, the, he wasn't a jerk. Like he was still a hero, even though he was, and he was good at so many different things. And it's like I know he could never work in Arrow because it would probably take away from. He's basically Batman. He'd be Batman without being Batman. Well, right I remember, there. No oh. one made the changes they made, but yet you still rage. I, I know it bothers me. <laughs> it bothers me. It does. It so bothers me, man. That Every time does it. Does it Curtis, burn? I'll put Curtis burns me. Curtis burns me, man. It bothers me to make him like this. I'll put this All out right. there. If you want to uh, uh, take on the character that's a really good one, almost like a James Bond type character, um, a book called JSA: The Liberty Files. Yes. Which is like an uh, it's an Elseworlds book, but it's like kind of a, a grounded, like uh, realistic retelling of the JSA. Mm-hmm. And Terry Sloan in there is Terry Sloan. You know, I think his code name in there is Mr. Trevor. He doesn't wear a costume or anything, but it shows off what that character should be. He should be like an expert, uh, you know, different language, uh, all kinds of, almost like a Doc Savage character, like good at everything, you know, yeah. many languages, many, uh, you know, many different disciplines, you know. He knew many, like, look at the Jeff Johns JSA run. And I'm telling you, read that, and you look yeah. at that, Mr. Terrific, how great he's written. Like, his only yeah. thing was he lost his wife and daughter. In a, in a car accident, in a drunk driving accident, and that he had a crisis of faith, right. pretty much, right? And that was such an emotional thing with him, but he was a great martial artist, he was an Olympiad, he was a scientist, uh, only, you know, like, one below, like, Batman in terms of uh, intelligence or whatever. For, well, yeah, for a while there, he was almost like DC's Tony Stark. He was like... Yeah, the, the, he was. The, the tech wizard, you know? He he was the tech wizard, and it's like, I don't know why they felt the need to just make this dude be that. He could have just stayed Curtis, heard, the, the helper. Like Take away from that. They're just showing they, he has to... But, but they're doing the same thing to Felicity, and you're not naysaying that. They She's never the, did that to the Felicity. Wizard? They never had Felicity put on a suit and try to be a fighter. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Curtis to, was good as... Bit. She had to ice her whittle knuckles tonight. I yep, saw it. She I did. That was, I know. That was dumb. But yeah. I mean, for the most part, like Curtis, this is, so, this is being a recurring thing with Curtis to try to make him a hero. And every, <laughs> are you going to keep female explaining at me or are you going to let me talk, man? Actually, am. <laughs> it's terrible. Like, I hate how they write Curtis. I was gl- I was good with him being the 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 builder. He was great as being a builder. Felicity did the computer stuff. He built the gadgets. Right. He had a good rapport with Felicity. They took away from that. They don't even have them interact anymore. 
because of this nonsense of him being because he has to be the this vigilante that can't fight and has to braid his hair every goddamn time. Yeah, yeah, his hair braided again this episode. Ridiculous. I was like, Operation On, we know this because them hairs. Ridiculous. Like, I hope this is the last episode. I hope this is the last episode of Mr. Rivik, and now we're going to get Curtis being the the tinkerer scientist that he is. Let's talk about the wonderful um, application of the law that we saw this episode, okay? Oh, yeah. So Diggle is fighting trumped-up charges, you know, from the (laughs) the general that wants to frame him. Oliver against D.A. Chase to defend him. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because DHS is a prosecutor, yeah, and he's using him as a defense attorney um, uh-huh. within the military system. Which you know, okay. so um, you know the the you know the General Walker shows up to transfer Diggle Diggle to an Air Force base where Digg is pretty sure he's going to like meet a fatal accident, quote unquote. Right. So Chase tells Diggle to hit him which allows him to hold Diggle to be prosecuted under Starling County jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. You're putting he, it lightly. Which he'll do himself. Like, so he's Diggle's defense attorney and his prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Hallelujah. Well, that moment was priceless, though. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty messed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love when Medea walked in on that scene. Said, Hallelujah. <laughs> How y'all doing? How y'all doing? I'm just here to braid his hair. I'm right. I'm afraid. Is it time for the mission? <laughs> Lord. <laughs> yeah. So basically, this is like, oh, it's fake Laurel trying to trying to get over on Oliver and Oliver trusting her. There are a bunch of Bratva flashbacks of Oliver sitting in a chair getting beaten up. Mm-hmm. Um. He does give good beating up, doesn't he? Yeah, he's beating up a lot in this. Yeah. Can I give a yeah. shout out right here to the only, uh, the only quotation mark, secret lair in the universe to ever be listed on Google Maps? <laughs> I'm saying, people be checking in on their Instagrams and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Here, how y'all doing? Hey, can I, can <laughs> I be the mayor? Can I be the mayor of the era? <laughs> I'm saying no. Why not? There's a vacuum here. Well, Malcolm Merlin was the was the king at one time. He he been there so many times. Yeah, just just rolling up in there. Um, I like how Green Arrow hit Prometheus with a diazepam arrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And Prometheus just like yo, I have a tolerance or whatever. Um, what the hell does that even mean? I know. What is it supposed to tell us who he really is? Um, yeah, I'm like, is that like I mean, I'm trying to remember. Is there anyone with a diazepam uh, tolerance? Um, uh, I'm is thinking that how like, you start like certain parties too with diazepam arrows everywhere? Oh, <laughs> I am. Same. Same cannonball run. <laughs> That's for old people. They would only know. Oh, that. I was just, I was just imagining um, Don. What's his name? Dom DeLuise. Okay. Remember that doctor? Yes. Captain Chaos. Yes. Remember, the, remember the, the doctor kept drugging himself all through yeah. the show? The Not what your father said, Shrebek. No. <laughs> um, so, and during one of the fights, the Black Canary statue gets destroyed. Yay! Yeah, that was good. That was good. I liked it at that. 
And then, uh, oh, we did see Talia al Ghul in the flashbacks. I forgot to mention that. Damn, she's fine. Yeah, she's very good looking. And then the singer in this episode, we cut to Hub City, and there's a a brunette in a bar, uh, Sonic screaming uh, two predatory pool pool players right out the window. Mm -hmm. So there's another one? There is another. Another canary? So Yeah. Anyway, Arrow. Ugh. It happened. It was a show. <laughs> it happened. It, it was, was on TV. It... Correct. Well, I can prove that those things occurred. Slip down the dialogue so I could say, no, there are multiple dimensions. I'm Matt Damon. There might be, <laughs> this is Earth, and we'll call it Earth One. <laughs> this is Earth One. Earth Perhaps two. she... Maybe from a alternate Earth. Time we shall not. call that. Let me think. Wait. Um. How many? How many Earths now? Two. Um. Two. Yes. Yeah. Second Earth. Yeah. Orgasm. <laughs> and 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 make a database. Like I don't. I don't like that. Make a database. Yeah. So how can he Earth. not? How, how could Barry had not have told him about? Or Cisco should be like, if anything, you know what? I need to see that. Like, I'm, I'm really bitching on these shows, and I, I don't want to because I like these shows, but I know I don't sound like it. But it's a simple thing to. That's the thing I have. Like, you might hate on the Chicago shows, but they know how to link their shows together that without having it to be a, a thing where they have to lead up to a, a, a crossover every time. Like, little things they could do. What two- your comic book companies have never seemed to do. I don't know what the problem is. Like, you could have it where Cisco and them could say, like, could you have the smartest you, on all their teams, They together, they're the smartest people, right? Make a database for just them, where every time they have an adventure with a villain, they put in the information. You know, like, the Justice League has that database, right? Have something like that so you could look How- shit up. We need to find out how long it took for all of the multiple governments, now that they were formed, to create Interpol. And then we'll have that answer. Let's extrapolate that. But it shouldn't take no time. You got the smartest. You got Curtis. You got you got Caitlin. You got you got Cisco. You got you got Felicity. You got, come you on, got man. Like so, you're saying the extrapolations take barely any time. Just put that shit together. It ain't hard. Just they got a cloud. Make a cloud for just them. And they could just have all that information every time they add shit to the to the database about these missions because you need to know how they stop the the bad guys, right? It should they be get a free just, Dropbox account. I would just think that you know Barry would have told Oliver, hey, you know, there's a double of your ex girlfriend out there. He had to have told him. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, this we go to Sunnyvale. We go to Sunnyvale. Oh. We give Giles all of the information. Yes. He catalogs it in yeah. the Sunnyvale library. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> That's all you're, we can do. Right. Yeah. Okay. Done. Drop the mic. It's just a little thing. It's just a little thing. It, it, like it, would, it would go to having crossover stuff without having to really make a big deal about it, but it'd be right. nice. It'd be a nice little no. thing that the audience likes. Every time they do little crossovers, they get an upsurge in, in ratings because we like that stuff. So do it. Like, it's not a big, you don't have to make a, save it for like a mid-season thing or, or whatever. Little stuff. Little mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. 
Okay, we made it. Uh, yeah. Do we, we do we we put a letter grade on Arrow or not? I give it like a C minus. It was just um, I I've always hated Katie Cassidy in that role, and I've never made it you know a secret of it. Uh, I like her a little better as the evil one, but I just didn't. I shoot in my quiver. I Oliver is supposed to be so smart. He was just so dumb in this episode. Yeah, he was dumb. I shoot the F you arrow, the the F yourself arrow, right into the show. I got one. Wow. Yeah. Good. Because of you, you were because this show was so good this season, right? The first half of the season, they they really built it back up. You were, they were doing a really good job with the show, and then I don't know what the hell happened. But I don't. Did they get somebody from last season to come in here? The guy that whoever effed up last season and the last two seasons. Did they bring him back for this one to do this episode? Because the same nonsense that messed up the last two three seasons that made this show uh it made it from a, a show that was at the top and put it at the bottom. That you're going back to that same bullshit again. Yep. Step it up again with the thing is write better. You like don't give me excuses that it's hard. It ain't you did. Y'all decided to do this damn show, right? Write it better. You did it before. Write it better. It may be time for them to put Arrow away. It may it might really no. It's not the show's fault. No, no, no. I don't know. I'm just saying. No, 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 no. This is lazy. Go anywhere because no. they can be utilized in other shows. But no, no, no. That's bullshit excuses. What they're gonna do if this? No, Shub, stop. It's bullshit excuses. I also give this an F. It's bullshit excuses. They could write better. This is sloppy writing. It's yeah. not a, a problem of the show being on too long. You don't stop writing well because the show is on more than three seasons. Right. I also think it's, a, it's I also think it's endemic of the problem of having a twenty-two episode season. Yes. I mean, That's, if it was a shorter, tighter season with shorter, tighter storylines, like we see with the Netflix series or whatever, right. I right. think we'd we'd have a better series. But because they have to fill up twenty-two episodes, we end up getting these kind of BS filler episodes that kind of ruin the mm-hmm. momentum the story has. Even even ten episodes is too long for some shows because Luke Cage has sure. and I like Luke Cage, but Luke Cage suffers from episodes of no shit happening until the last what? part of the but episode. I want to see Luke Cage world. That's bullshit. No, I disagree. No. What? No, that's not true. He doesn't suffer at all. I want to see into that world. That's that's like a time I kind of remember and stuff. That's I want to see all this. I want to see all of his life. I don't mind from the ta- whatever quotation boring episodes you're talking about. It's bullshit. Okay. Why can't you deal with things that are slow moving? Why can't you like deal with? No, slow five- moving is fine. I don't mind slow moving, but yeah, slow moving better written. That's my problem. If, you, if it's better written, it's not slow moving. I don't even know if you write it better. Like hell, high water. Okay, that is a slow ass effing movie. Okay. I don't think about the time at all when I watch that movie. Because it was written better. Write it better. Then we won't think about that. But when you it's wait, when like you don't write better, people. that's when people start looking at their watch and going, what the hell is going on? Why are we what have if this we his muscles? Hercules, Hercules. No, no, no. <laughs> Can't tell me what to do. All right. Well, thanks for joining me tonight for another exciting <laughs> evening of D- <laughs> <laughs> covering DC TV. <laughs> Fire! If you'd like to hear uh, Daryl on his many other podcasting endeavors, then head over to the Taylor Network of Podcasts.com. 
You can find him there on Go Trek Yourself and on Nothing's On, a show he does with Donnie Sullivan and myself, all about television and movies, on No Apologies, uh, which is the, the show that makes no apologies for itself, and they cover everything over there. All kinds of others. Yes, that's right. All kinds of other excellent and wonderful stuff over there at the Taylor Network of Podcast.com. So check that out. And if you are still in the mood for more geeky podcasts after that, then HHWLOD is, uh, com is where this podcast originates from. Uh, you can check uh, all the back all the backlog on DCTV podcasts there, going back 88 episodes now. Um, and you can also check out It's All Connected from there, which is the Marvel television podcast led by Russ and, uh, and Brad and several others. Um, there's also the Walking Dead TV podcast. We just did a really cool episode of the Walking Dead TV podcast where we rated our top five episodes from the whole run of the show so far. And that was a really interesting and fun episode to listen to and to participate in. Um, so check that out there as well. Uh, HHWLOD.com. So until next week when we have another full rack of DCTV to cover and uh, <laughs> you